You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. General Arms, you are coming with me. And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. We got one! Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neil. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. Longer than I am. Hey, guys. It's about a minute. A little bit less than that. It's okay. uh, It has, a, like, has like five or six, seven drops in it. Yeah. So... Gotta, gotta have some time in there to get all the cool quotes in. Guys, yeah. License to View, we're back again. Another week of bullshit. Another week of pop culture, of anime, of pro wrestling, of toys, of, of whatever we want to talk about. Wrestling. Uh, and we're back. I'm Jason. That's Zach. And right. this, is, this is a pop culture podcast, man. And it's a hot Friday night. And... Super hot. You want to hear some... Some manga talk. We're gonna Look, we're gonna get into it. I already want to get into this because you did message me earlier this week and told me that you finished Chainsaw Man. I did. And I now I have to hear your thoughts. I've been waiting with bated breath to discuss with you what you thought about part one of Chainsaw Man. Okay, here we go. I'll start right now. <laughs> Let's dig it into fucking it. Fucking suck. No, I'm just kidding. What? No. Okay. Oh, I, I I will say this. I read the entire thing. In one afternoon. It's feasible, yeah. There's only like 79. No, there's like... 98 or something. Um, and I read I read manga pretty quick. Um, especially when it's shown and stuff. So, it's, you know, three, yeah. three pages of an action chapter is going to be, you know... The... I mean, yeah. I mean, especially with Chainsaw Man, it's like outside of the initial first chapter, they're all like 20 page... I think the max is like 25. Yeah, so. and the talking's not that, you know, the talking's quick. So uh, I read it because you said you really enjoyed it, and everybody on YouTube is fucking so, the roof, so man. interested in the stupid manga. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I remember I read the first three chapters uh, when you mentioned it a long time ago. Yeah, I think it was like a year, it must have been like a year or two ago when it first dropped. Yeah. And, I mean, and I, I read the first couple chapters. I uh, didn't really dig. When I was reading the, t- the first few chapters, I, I didn't really like the uh, what I was what I was picking up, but he was let it drop putting down. I wasn't really into it. Yeah, uh, art was great. Uh, art's great throughout the entire thing. So I'll start with the positive stuff that I have. Okay, art is super great. The art is awesome. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It is whatever Shonen Jump is doing to or whoever these young young, young guys and girls are doing. Like the art is insanely better than I remember like reading Jump. When I was a kid, like mm-hmm. just, not that there were bad artists back then, but like it was like every couple manga were like, okay, yeah, it seems like especially now with Shonen Jump, it's like it's consistently the art is like yeah, very. High I don't quality. know if it's because we're all digital now, so you can just do so much shit. I don't know. It, I don't know if it's because it's, it, these things are raising. Uh, are getting skyrocketed like they're getting the rocket to the rocket on their back strap and they're getting push propelled so they have so many assistants i don't know what the reason is but the art is great and chainsaw man 
Uh, action scenes are really well crafted. I think the designs are really cool. The characters, even whether in devil form or not devil form, I think the designs are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that parts of the world building are cool, but I think the majority of them I can get to in a second. Okay. Um, those are most of my positives. Okay. Uh, which are great for an action shonen type series. Yeah. That's great. That's what you need to have to need. If you didn't have those, I wouldn't give a shit. So those are good. Yeah. When those are great, that keeps me reading because that's what happened. Because the things that I, I am going to harp on are not necessarily what you need in a shonen, but I think is what has to happen in the next part to become like to become what everyone says it is. Okay. Which is that the character's still not good. The character, like my. You mean the character of Denji? The char- the characters in general. Don't have okay. any motivations. There's no depth to any of the characters, and even if I get what you're saying when you talk about when you, when you finished it, that the character that Denji grows from being having nothing to to knowing that nothing, and the manga could starts starts <clears throat> touching on it when mm-hmm. he when he grabs the girl's boob or whatever the first time, and he, he realizes that 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 there's not exactly what he thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was going to get more into that, like more psycho- psychological, more deep into into life, and they don't really. I think it kind of does. I think mean, I think it's spe- uh, specifically, and this is spoiler stuff uh, clearly, but it's like it's around chapter seventy or so when he has that meeting with Makima after uh, he has to kill. Um, shit, it's been like a month or so since I read it, but I can't remember his name. But he he had to kill the guy who became the Gun Devil. Yeah, his friend. And so he kind of had that whole meeting where he basically basically laid out the fact that, like, he doesn't like the fact that he's, like, feeling these emotions. Like, he's feeling sad that he had to kill his friend and, like, you know, really the only person that, like, besides Makima that he'd had, like, any sort of connection with since, like, yeah. the beginning. He had to, like, take him out. And clearly he was not wanting to deal with that. So he basically decided that he just wanted to become her slave. And then he figured out that which is, which is, that's when she killed power. Which is, to me... um also stupid it's just bad right to me it's bad writing mm. that whole that that I, here's what it is dude the entire manga up until mm. that last 15 20 chapters i was like okay where are we going okay where are we going okay, okay. you're giving you're dangling where are we going what is the overall because there is no there was no overall until the last 20 chapters I think it really doesn't you, you I mean I agree with you. I really don't think you even get a hint of an overall until they get to hell and then you see like the and, darkest and devil. And when that, that happens, kind of I'm like, okay, how are we going to bow tie this up for part 1? Cuz I yeah. now I know it's part 1. Right? Cuz yeah. if it was the end of the thing, I'm like this this manga is garbage. If it was mm-hmm. just over, terrible. Terrible series with good art. Mm-hmm. That's what it would be. Right? But not, that, we know it's part 1, so we we're going to give it some leeway that the okay. the pacing is still bad. The pacing is not great. Yeah, it's still pretty fast, yeah. And, and, and the fact that there is no stakes being built the entire time until the last 10 chapters, when you... we The whole time, we are getting bits and pieces that Makima is going to be something that we don't expect her to be. Which is great. Which is awesome, right? Yeah. And the payoff to me was like this. That was it. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I would agree. Once she turns, it, it all... It all goes pretty it's quick. Lightning yeah. fast. And it's almost like, are we getting canceled? Because you should be spreading this out and Denji going from 
having to kill the only person that people that he really has family with more than Makima. Like, why would he still care about this character? It makes no sense. The entire time he's asking, is she a nice person? Everyone's telling him like, Hey, she kind of sucks, dude. And he's just like, yeah. okay, whatever. And he's still falling in love with this character, which is to me, bad writing of a character for someone who's, who's learning about life. Cause you're like, he really, mm, he's, gr- I don't know if it's necessarily, cause I mean, especially for somebody who's learning about life. I mean, for him, who's he with more though? She really who's was, he with more? she really was his like first taste of like any normal who's he with more? in life. Is he with them more or is he with her more? No, I mean, he's definitely with them more, but I think he's still, I mean, for, for him, I think she was definitely still that anchor point because I mean, up until that point, up until, you know, she took him in as a devil hunter. He really I think had that's called, that's, no connections with me, anybody. That's anime. That's anime writing, which is why I stopped watching anime, because it's bad writing. Because if, if this was if this was a story in a TV show or a Scorsese mm. movie, you would hate it. But because it's anime, mm. we give it a pass for being whatever. But the character grows a ton, and that's awesome. From being a character mm. that has no school, no friends, no family, all he has is this demon dog, which is awesome. That's the best relationship that he has in the manga is his dog. Oh, yeah, his, his relationship with Pochita is amazing. And then it grows with power, and it grows with the guy, and then mm. all of a sudden he comes to it, he, he gets told to do something that he shouldn't automatically say no to, because we're seeing him defend people in the series, where at the beginning he doesn't give a shit. So he's defending yeah. people, but now he's going to kill his friend? It make the, the, It destroys the character progression, in my opinion. And then him, mm. him going. I just want to be a dog, or I just want, I just want not to not to think. Okay. Well, it kind of defeats the purpose of your growth, because you're you're going all this length to just give it up. And if the reasoning is okay, well, it's it's so hard for him to do that. It's easier for him to do this. Sure, that's one, and and people can enjoy that. That's perfectly fine. I think it's not completing the character arc. Now it's part one. I understand that, but part two. But the way that part one ends. Is the way that mm. that's the way it, uh, that he chose to end it this way, which him being a heroic. The last page of the ch- of the series is him like about the henshin, right? Yeah. Which is cool, but to go from to have that be the ending to having mm-hmm. five chapters before he's giving up all hope to just be a fucking you know chain dog, that that jump doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Between that and becoming a slave to becoming the hero of the story, I don't understand. I mean, I get where you're coming from. I, I think I think a big problem with that is specifically the pacing of it. Sure. I think it, I think it definitely could have... I think if that revelation... made that shit... Because I, I know the points where the revelation happens and the revelation point makes sense, but I, I will agree that it is pretty rapid fire. Like, look... If she, if he wrote that, or I'm, I'm assuming it's a guy, the manga, I, it could be a girl, but yeah, the, the name sure. the name looks masculine. So yeah. if when Makima attacks everybody, if that was not one chapter, if that was fifty chapters, by the end of that fifty chapters, where you see Denji as the hero, you're like, yes, that was we saw the struggle, we saw the progression, we saw him. At the lowest, build back up. We saw him come into his own, realize that people could hurt him. But instead, we got one chapter of her taking over the world, and then three chapters later, he is, you know, Sentai, Devil Man, Chainsaw Man, which is cool, but the, there's no build up to that, and there's no payoff. Hmm. And then next thing you know, they're in the graveyard fighting, and next thing you know, he cuts her. What? Next thing you know, we have her reasoning to it. Like, it just makes the pacing is bad. It's bad pacing. Mm. Now, whatever that's three, that's the way he wanted to do it. If that's what Sean Jump said. Get it out there. 
I don't know, obviously, but to mm-hmm. me, it's like for a, for a long time, for sixty chapters, we are dangling this awesome potential world, and when we mm-hmm. when it comes time to be like, hey, here here is the castle, here is everything. You fumble mm-hmm. the ball, and you try to pick it back up and make a touchdown. You just and you don't succeed. It's at the two two yard line, and you get stopped. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like you could have really made that sweet. That whole you could have been like, okay, time to slow down. Let's time time to go into this character study and see why he will become a hero in the way that we think he's gonna be in part two. And break down why Makimo's the way she is, instead of being, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of Chainsaw. What the re- what reason is that? I'm a fan? Oh, he made me look bad, so I want to yeah, have a family. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think for her, I think her motivation behind it, I think, is not explained as much. I think for him, I mean, they have the moment where he's basically in the underground bunker and he's at his lowest point. But I will agree, it's a quick turnaround, but he sees the news footage and he kind of realized that, like, he sees the consequences of his actions to save other people. And he realizes that's something that can also fill a hole in his heart. You know, kind of where he didn't have that before. Maybe. So I feel like that kind of fills that progression for me. But I will agree that the pacing does make it re- happen all rather quickly. It's, it's that, and then you add in the main villain of the story. It's it's paper thin. Mm. Paper thin reason. Like you know, this whole time, you're seeing her trying to gather these demons so that she can control them. Which I had to like think about after it was over. Because that's what she's trying to fucking do. Because I don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, that part definitely didn't make... I think the part that was the strangest to me was definitely, like, her showing up with, like, the Akatsuki of demons, which was very strange. It felt like that wasn't really, like, set up. I mean, it kind of was a little bit after the bomb devil, where she, like, took out the bomb devil, but, like, there's no indication that, like, she absorbed absorbed the bomb devil's power. It's just assumed that, like, she killed it. But then, all of a sudden, she, like, shows back up. Yeah, I I thought it was that, okay, so they get beat... By people who work for her, which in turn mm-hmm. means that she beat them, which means that she can now has control over them. And then Chainsaw Man can consume them and remove them from reality. So she has to have to worry about that in the future as a potential threat. And then to yeah. have Pochita be like, oh, well, no, by the way, here's a tag at the end, a quick little tag as an explanation as to why she's about, why she did all this is not good. That's not good writing. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting Imagine, Zach, this. If at the end of Naruto, fucking, that's what we got for why the fucking god of all ninja time was like... First of all, that reasoning for Naruto is very paper thin. Yeah, 100%. But imagine that's all we got was like, hey, by the way, like, like the fucking pug dog was like, oh, by the way, this is why she did it. You'd be like, fuck this. Fuck Kishimoto. Mm. Fuck you, dude. You know? That's fair. And to me, like, because... we, I will, di- I will say I find the Chainsaw Man part interesting. Specifically, the alternate history stuff, where they basically say that he ate the demon that's all, that was that, Nazis. That's, that's awesome. All that shit is super, that shit was that's so super rad. cool. But we don't expand on any of that. I will agree, and I think that's one of the parts where, I mean, clearly with it, part one, I think that's there's a lot of those tidbits that, I mean, I don't know, but I hope that he will expand on when he continues the series up because there's a lot of tidbits like that in the series that are dropped in there, and there's not. They're not given any more room to breathe, yeah. and I'm hoping that in part two they're given some more explanation and some more development. Because when people tell me that, or like when I see online that a manga mm-hmm. is good or a, or a property is good, it's great, mm-hmm. it's ex, it's phenomenal. People are which people say about this fucking manga. Man, yeah. Manga tube's like this shit is fucking perfect. 
Yeah. I'm expecting a lot out of this shit, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm a critic of stuff. That's my na- my nature. I love writing. I love books. I love fucking narratives, right? Yeah. This is not that. This is not mm-hmm. perfect. This is nowhere near perfect. Is it good? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a fun time. It has really cool concepts and really cool things that you don't see in the everyday shonen, let alone a manga in general. It's a super duper cool concept, cool, super cool art. But to become great, part two needs to have some fucking storytelling. Yeah. And I think that might be a little bit, uh, yeah, I think you might have touched on a little bit why it might be a little bit overhyped. Because especially for people that I'm assuming, I've never been on it, but I'm assuming that people that are on MangaTube a lot, I feel like a lot of the time they're just consuming stuff that is like Shonen Jump and yes. manga. And for, yes. it's definitely in the genre of like, or the medium of like manga as a whole, I feel like this is like one of the upper tier stories in that yes. genre. And, and, uh, so I feel like in that aspect, well, I'll, I'll I think clarify that, that might be a little bit overblown if you compare it to like media as a whole. I'll even clarify this. Yeah. And take it as a pro and a con for Chainsaw Man. Okay. As a battle manga, it sucks. It does. Mm. It's terrible. As yeah, as a as a cool as a interesting shonen, it it succeeds. Absolutely. I think as an action, I think as an action manga, it succeeds. I think as a battle manga, I would definitely say it falls short. Because I, I get, I don't want to, I don't want to compare everything to One Piece, but it's the, it's the, it's the staple. It's the fucking it's yeah. you have to compare it to, right? I mean, gold, One Piece is the gold standard for if, battle. If you want to so. be uh, in Shonen Jump, you're not, you don't want to be Dragon Ball. You want to be One yeah. Piece because it's still fucking going, and he's the richest yeah. person of all manga time, probably. Mm-hmm. Right, except for it's like him, and then it's probably him number one. Two is Toriyama, and then three is, I don't know, Sailor Moon? I don't fucking know. I'm a Kishimoto. Right? Yeah, Kishimoto. So, like, you want to be Oda. That's the goal. Yeah. Not necessarily to make the manga he makes, but to have the longevity, the creativity. The, the, every Shonen Jump store has a fucking Luffy, all that kind of shit, right? Yeah. So, Chains- Chainsaw Man is different, absolutely. The art's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, yeah. He draws really good-looking characters and really cool designs. Yeah. But this, the narrative part, if he wants to be deep, mm-hmm. we have to tighten up on world building and tighten up on narratives in terms of character goals. Because the whole time, Denji, while he has dreams, it's, I'm never, I was never like, okay, where, where's, where is the end? What's the mm. end? And I'm not saying we... Yeah, his, his dreams are not something that's like... There's not a tangible road to his dreams. They're kind of just like aspirations. They're more, they're more broad than what you normally see in like a shonen protagonist. Which, it's to me is. Because I mean, if you look at One Piece, it's like I want to get. Or I, Luffy's like I want to get the One Piece Naruto. King. I want to become Hokage. Hokage. I don't know what the fuck the Bleach character wants, but I'm sure he's got a goal. Some th- per- some shit. Protect his fucking city. Protect his friends. You know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Black Clover, become the Wizard King. All this, like, it's. Denji's is kind of just like, I want to have a normal life. So that's a little bit more, like, intangible, and it's not necessarily like a clear set goal. It's more like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely get where you're coming from from that aspect, for sure. And, and then there, there are other elements of it that, to me, again, on the narrative portion, that really lacked. Because um, when I think of, like, and you can agree with me on this, because I know you will. A, a series that gets everything right is Fullmetal Alchemist. Oh, 100%. Gets everything right. Action, yeah. art, world building, narrative for the characters, 
Nothing yeah. is wrong in that series. That's a per. That's a perfect series, mm-hmm. right? Every character that you meet who has screen time for a significant amount of time, you know their backstory, their history, the first last name, their their main drama in their life, their main goal in life. We all know all that shit, and it doesn't bog down or ruin the progression of any other character unless you're a bad guy and that's that's the end of their line. Yeah. Right? But we know Ed and Al's goal the entire time. I'm not saying we have to do that for Denji, but we see those characters grow, literally see them grow, mm-hmm. right? Where, to the point where it's stated, and something as small as Winry saying, you've gotten taller, makes the reader and the audience member go, that's a memorable fucking moment. Yeah. Because I remember when I was watching Brotherhood, I, did, I, re- I watched Brotherhood before I read the manga, right. and when that scene happened, I remember being like, I remember pausing and being like, holy shit, like, he's the small guy. He's always the small guy. And for her to be like, you're taller than me now, I'm like, holy shit. That's literal character progression. Yeah. Right? So. I would agree with that. And I think, I'm, I'm thinking that might be an issue that, once again, you know, might be resolved in part two. I think that, uh, specifically, I think the issue of him not having a clear defined goal, I think the, the introduction of the, the, uh, the young girl yeah. that he basically has to take care of, I think that that definitely has the potential to fill that yeah. hole. That was left in the series, and I think that's something that's more, like, tangible and more, like, feasible of, like, okay, this is, like, what he's trying to accomplish, and, like, this is where his end goal is going to try to be. So I think that might be something that definitely is, you know, a, a concern of yours that could be solved in the future. And I'll end it on this. I don't care about the kid thing, the kid angle, right? Okay. Because he wants to have sex with her. That was the goal of his of that he was he was in, in love with her not loved her in yeah. love. If that's what we're going if that's what we're saying, if that's what get he literally gave away his freedom. If we're going to go yeah. on this, that's weird. That's weird. That's some weird Japanese manga shit. Right? Mm. That's like fucking Twilight with fucking the wolf imprinting on the baby. It's fucking weird. Right? Yeah. So, even if we add the little tag of like Oh, she was the control devil, and her whole dream was to have a family. Blah 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 blah. Write it better, because you wrote it bad the first time. So mm. in part two, you have to make me give a shit about her. Because okay. if you don't, all the struggles of him and her, I don't care about. Mm. Right now, I I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it and then transition right away into something that I think is even fucking better. Okay. Because everything is done right in Kaiju number eight. Every little okay. thing is right about that manga. Did you read the new chapter? This yes, week? I did. I have to. Hell yeah. Not because I care about uh, reading manga weekly, because like, I, I want to support it. I think the problem that I have with that manga is that it's too fucking short. Too short. I want fucking more of it. I read the chapter in like five minutes, and I was like, I want more of this read, shit. Five minutes. I read it in a minute and a half. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Half the chapter is like double panels. Running scenes, you know. But yeah. everything about that manga is perfect, and it's uh, thirty chapters, and it shits on Chainsaw Man. I'm, it does absolutely. We get mm-hmm. the main character's first chapter. We get all his struggles. Boom. We know yeah. where he's at in life, right? We have backstory for him in terms of why his specialty. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. We get his heart, how why he could be a good kaiju hunter, right? We see mm-hmm. him save his rookie. Boom. Character development. Chapter one. 
right? Yeah. Then we get that we get heroic details. We get the past of him and, and the and then the captain, right? That's a goal to attain to. That's the end goal. And then we have the power build up, right? Now he has easy attainable power that he has to hide like a superhero. It combined that all that storytelling within the first chapter with amazing art and cool monster design. Mm-hmm. And we see that they're building up a a power scale with with, oh, with, with well, kaiju I mean, number nine. No, they have the kaiju grading scale. Well, so we're so. we're seeing talking about in terms of the other num like the, the, the other kaiju that turns into the human. We're seeing oh, yeah. other no, I mean, um, levels. You know, just in um, I mean, in the last in the arc that's going on right now, they they think they they graded the the kaiju that attacked the base, and that was like a what was it like an eight eight point five or something like that. And, and we're seeing him succeed on different fronts he's having to struggle mm-hmm. with not and obviously his last chapter spoiler is gonna we're gonna see what happens after this but yeah he's succeeding not being able to transform right he's using only his, using one percent of a balance using, yeah he's using using ten like percent of using his knowledge about being a guy who would tear apart yeah. monsters for a living oh that was my favorite part of uh the last arc where yeah it was basically like everybody else was like trying to fight and he's like no i'm gonna like try to like bite into this dude like take it apart yeah. and figure out what his weakness is and that's the way I can contribute without, like, exposing my power. Exactly. So we get at 30, 31 chapters, or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. already infinitely better than Chainsaw Man. It's, it's, it's not even comparable. Now, they're very they're two different stories, obviously, but we're talking yeah. about in Shonen-style shit where people henshin. Mm-hmm. Just on a visual alone, sorry, Kaiju no Rate is better designed. Yeah, I would also think I would say that it probably does a little bit better job of setting up the background characters for sure. I definitely think it goes to that aspect of like, I think for the main ones that like uh, see a significant amount of screen time, um, there are some other other ones in the squad that we really don't know too much about. Some of the other hunters that like joined up with them. But like, you know, you got the main guy, you got his buddy from the thing, you've got the the twin tails Sundere girl, you know, all her shit with her dad and like mm-hmm. her having to live up to his expectations, you know, from, you know, about the captain from him as a kid and mm-hmm. you know about the vice captain, all his shit. Mm-hmm. This entire arc has been like yep. his motivations for like what the fuck he does. So imagine so. we double chapters. Imagine we're on chapter 60. Yeah. We fill the squad out. Right. Yeah. I could definitely would. I would say, yeah, we'll probably have the whole squad filled out in like another, like, yeah, like 20 to 30 chapters. Imagine sure. chapter hundred. Okay. We can get a fucking tournament arc. Mm-hmm. What? L- l- dude, there's, it's, I don't know how you do a tournament arc in the fucking manga. Like it's that, straight but. up. Like it's just better structured. And, mm. and while that's not, you don't have to have structure obviously, but like, I see a better written character with real, goals straight up every ch- for the first how many chapters of him at the exam it's like this is your last chance bro yeah you have no other chances you are too old you are a loser and you've already done the test like a hundred times yeah you, this is your third try or whatever the shit like you yeah. have to succeed and you have to succeed while the person that you are trying to get to is watching the whole time yeah so already we're getting a better character development and a ca- better character story and every chapter you i uh, be real with me, Zach. Did you actually give a shit about Denji? Uh, I would say I probably didn't care about him until... Ah, uh, shit. It probably took like 40 or 50 chapters. It was around like the... I think it was... Because he does cool shit in like the first... 
Uh, in the second arc is like, eh, and then he's does cool shit in like the third and the fourth arc. But I think it's after the, it's after they visit hell and all that shit that, because I think after the hell arc is basically when the Makima shit all goes down. So that's where like, where I kind of like started to like him more as a character when all that shit started happening. Well, you let, see his relationship me, with like power. Yeah. And, do you, but did you care for him when he was struggling? Yeah, I cared for him. Because I didn't give a shit. Oh, no, I cared like when for him. He, when, he, when Power died, I'm like, okay. She's, she's going to live. when Power died? Didn't care. That shit broke me. Didn't dude. care, right? I love Power. But when I'm reading Kaiju number eight, because of the way that he writes that character in the first five chapters, when mm. I see him run to go henshin, and he has to stop from henshin because his, his friend is going to save the day, I'm like, that's great hero, hero, heroic writing. Right, mm-hmm. it's like it's the same way I feel, but when I watch a Henshin series, right, um, and you have this character whose dynamic is straight up like, I can just I can be the best right now. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, he has he has this thing. I could be the best right now, better than anybody in this whole military unit. I could be the best. I can be next to her right now, and I could be the fuck. I could kill all these motherfuckers. I can be there right now. But she would not. How would she feel about me? And also, it wouldn't be the right way to do it. Yeah. Uh, chapter one, you're like, this is a good character. We're already building a good character. Imagine if Naruto at chapter one, he's like, oh, by the way, that's the QB. Here, boop, 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 it's unlocked. Go for it. You're Hokage now. And Naruto, he has a choice. Like, okay, I, either I can become the fucking best guy at fucking 13 years old or whatever the fuck. Or... Yeah, but then it wouldn't be Naruto because the whole part of Shippuden is that he basically was like, eh, fuck hard work. I'll just use a QB. It, Right, it goes back to the point of us talking about Naruto, where it's like, well, you were destined for greatness, motherfucker. Yeah, right? the hypocrite shit. Whereas yeah. this guy was not clearly not destined for greatness. Clearly not destined for greatness. So when greatness is given to him, he's like, I'm not going to use it right now. I'm going to use it when I have to, to protect the people that I need to protect. Well, it's also like, he doesn't want to get fucking shot, so. But even then, would he get shot, though? They, they act like... I mean, that's definitely what he's scared of. He's scared of it, but he also punches monsters in one hit, like yeah. One Punch Man or whatever the fuck. Like, he is 9.8 on the scale, which is the, the highest we've seen. Your elbow shit, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he he, he really is only afraid because he's still not thinking of himself as a powerful creature. He's thinking yeah. of himself as a regular guy. And then, and then when he has to step up to protect people, then he does, and that's when he's powerful. But, like, the fact that he is... It's not, like, boring. Where if it was, like... It's the problem that I have in Common Rider, specifically, okay. which is where a writer gets a power up, right? And it's like in two steps above the regular bullshit power ups. But we don't jump, we don't, they don't use that power up right away. They'll get it, they'll use it the first time it's debuted. Next episode, they'll use it again right away. Five episodes later, They'll still hench into their base form and then eventually go to the power-up form. Why would you not just always go to the power-up form? That's the strongest form. Well, that's the problem I always have with Power Rangers because the Power Rangers do the same, same shit thing. where the Red Ranger gets his upgrade or he whatever the, yeah, and then same thing. never just goes straight to it. Like, you get the Battleizer, go right to the Battleizer. Now, yeah. good series have constraints on stuff. that they do. Some series have constraints, yeah. time constraints or... Side effects, that stuff is great, right? So, Health constraints. Right, exactly. But in Kaiju number eight, they're like, no, your constraints are socially. Yeah. Your constraint, because if it was about being tested on, you can just jump away and kill everybody. 
But he's yeah. but he mentally he's so used to being beat down and not being a cool guy that his it's believable as to why he would be afraid to hench in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. But mostly because he just wants to be make everyone proud of him. Which is I mean, again, it's a very anime shit thing to do, but it makes more sense than being like, you know, I won't use it because of honor or some bullshit, right? Like he he has that, but it's it's the smaller of the factors. Mm. And we get that character development within the first ten chapters. Right. Where the whole time the other guy's like, Hey, you know, don't do it and my reasoning is because you saved my life and I wanna do my best that way you don't have to risk your own life for everybody like like I've seen you do already. Right? Yeah. That's character development. Boom. That's two people right there. Got them mm-hmm. already. Character character development for two characters already. Yeah. Right? But we get well, we go over the we flip over the chainsaw van, right? I know exact. I know why the other guy wants to kill the gun devil. I understand on the, on the basic boring level, but everybody wants to do that, right? But he yeah, but he's think, different well, because that's also kind of a, a bit that is touched on in the series where it's just like, I mean, I think specifically in his writing, he's like, you're not special. Like everybody wants yeah. to kill the gun gun devil. Oh, but the gun devil is but so you're many crazy because you think you can actually fuck off. Come on. Yeah. depth now when he starts growing as a character i'm like okay here we go he's getting close to these motherfuckers that's good development what do we do with him what do we do with that character kill him he grows a little bit we kill him tell me how that's good writing that's last of us yeah, that's, that's last true. of us two shit dude that's last of us two yeah. bullshit I don't fuck around with that you don't build a character up just to kill them in a bullshit way yeah that's fair and was it even like a fucking wasn't even a good death was it even, no, it was pretty shit. It wasn't yeah. even a good, like, henshin sequence to get him... To, it wasn't even good. It was terrible. Power's death, right? Okay, oh, I told you it's coming. You're going to kill... Fucking lame We build this character up. We progress this character. We give them an un... No, for her, she comes back, obviously. We know she's going to come back. That was the whole point of it, right? Yeah. So for her, I can give it a pass. But for the other guy, like... Well, he's just gone, he just yeah. Go, I also don't even know, fucking, don't even know his name. Mori, yeah, I can't Mori, Yoritaka, Moritaka. I don't fucking know. I'm just guessing, but um, I can look it up. But that, that's no. that's where I'm at with both those series. Um, I feel you. I, and, I, and the thing is with Chainsaw Man, I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes because the ending page to me, even though I don't agree with how he got to that point in the character progression, I think it's still really crap. I I am happy to see if it's an exciting point. Well, I'm excited to see if that character progression from part two onward becomes what I think it should be, which mm. is a true Sentai hero hunting type of series. Right. Right. Whereas more so, I would rather have had part one not be called part one and part one be called prologue. Mm. Where it's like, here's the prologue as to how the Chainsaw Man came to become a hero on Earth, not in Hell. Okay. prologue not part one that way we see him beat down beat down and then rise up at the very end to become part one now it's him as on his hero journey to become the hero of help on earth hmm. you know i would i think i would have taken it a little bit better but instead i just have i have too many questions about people's goals too, too many questions about about the world of the organizations and why they have deals with makima there's too many questions that i have that are not answered and they they're not going to answer them i don't think because she's fucking the kid I, I I don't know. Well, she's not the kid. It's just it's the fucking the devil, the devil there. Yeah, the devil yeah. is I, inherited to another person. Yes, I, but 
my point stands. I mean, he ate her, so. Yes, my, so that's even better. She'll, she'll never come back. So answering those questions makes zero sense now because she is removed from history, correct? Uh, yeah, basically. So yeah. if he don't, he goes to the president, hey, why'd you make a deal with Malcolm? He'll be like, well, who are you talking about? So they, he already shot himself in the fucking foot for answering questions that he didn't even fucking answer in the first part. Mm, that's what I'm that's saying. True. Zach, what else have you checked out this week, dude? All right. Well, now that we've gotten our Chainsaw Man and... Um, and kaiju out of the way let's keep the manga shit going because i did watch another i did read and caught up to another manga in uh, shonen jump that i think you would like okay because it's definitely got the organization shit that you love i know you love your organizations love it. it's called sakamoto days yes i've seen it I re- yeah I read it. it's about ex-hitman who uh mm-hmm. Basically uh, falls in love with a girl yep. and decides to start a family, and it's all about him um, trying to get away from his past life as like one of the world's like mm-hmm. most awesomest, spectacular, perfect assassins it's ever been. Um, I love it. It's a really good series. I'm liking it a lot. The art's really great. I like the character. Speaking of character development, I mean, you know, Sakamoto's is. Very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an ex-hitman, but he has a family now, and he wants to keep them safe, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. And I think they do a lot more with it later on, especially I like the dynamic between him and his little wife, where she basically is like, if you're going to be with me, mm-hmm. you can't kill people anymore. So it's interesting to see, like, as an ex-hitman, him having to come up with situations to, like, get out of dealing with people that, like, want to take his life, but to stop the situation without actually killing them. Yeah, I read uh, the first... It was it was early... There's when, only like 16 hours. It, right it was early when it came out. Maybe it was only like five. Yeah. Four or five Probably. when it came out when I read it on the app. Last time I had... Because I get the app in bursts. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I was like, okay. And the way that I described it to myself was like... Well, one, to me, it was a very like, very gaggy, which I liked. It was like, it was like, it's, it's, like very, very it's like goofy. It's like goofy. But then they draw they draw the action um, really well. Yeah, it's 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 the mix of like action and goof for sure. So, uh, There's definitely yeah. a lot of like gag moments in it. Yeah, and I I like the gag gagness of it because I don't really read a lot of comedy manga. I mean, the main character is like a fat guy who is also like a person that is basically John Wick. So well, my my the way that I described it to myself was this is John Wick if his wife didn't die. Basically, yeah. Like eventually they would have came for John Wick. You know, I yeah. mean, eventually someone would have came for John Wick if his wife didn't die. Yeah. And he's basically just John Wick. He's just so, John yeah. Wick, but he has a new job and, and succeeded. Right. Because, yeah. you, you know, like, you know, if we saw if John, if John Wick 4, we get a flashback to where he's talking to his wife. You know, she's probably like, you probably shouldn't do this anymore. Like yeah. part of it, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really like the what I read of that of that manga. Yeah. So I'm reading that. That's really fun. Um, I'm liking that a lot. Uh, what else? Um so I I did want to mention this because uh, I've been catching up on Crystal Lee's podcast that he's been putting out. Oh, right. Uh, I haven't listened to today's episode, but I've been listening to uh, the past couple weeks. And um, I think I like his new stuff even more than his old stuff. Yeah. I like, like, new Jaded Chris that is like, I've already been canceled, so, like, what the fuck are you going to do with me? And also, I love hearing him talk about his kid a lot. I think that's, like, the most endearing he's ever been as a person. Because really, his whole shtick before was, like, 
I'm the selfish asshole who doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Yeah. So I like that kind of ass. I like peeking behind the curtain a little bit more, peeling back the layers as TMP fans would know it. And uh, seeing like the relationship with like his fiance and like his kid. And like, he talks about just like how much better his life is like with this kid in his life and like how much has changed him. Like as a person, like being able to like take care of this little tiny life that has like just been thrust into who he is as a person now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that a lot. Um, but he's still got those silly goose time, Chris moments that I really enjoy. Um, but he feels like a lot more like grounded. Um, and he's definitely like, for me, I feel like he's definitely like realized like the situation that he has created for himself. And he's trying to like move past that. Right. So um, I find it really, really endearing. So um, yeah, I've been checking that out a lot and I've really, really been enjoying that. Yeah, I have. Uh, I haven't really watched it. Yeah, I, I think it's more so like, you know me. I don't give a shit about the canceling thing. It's more so mm. I just don't care because I, I watched this first one. I was like, okay. I watched part of the first episode. When he came back. I was like, okay. I mean, at some point, but I also wasn't. I wasn't listening to it before because. Yeah. I listened to the first like twenty, and I was like sporadic after that. Like I mean, very sporadic. Like, I... yeah, I think that was the same. Well, for me, it was like, yeah, I listened to like the first. I don't even think I got to twenty. I think I listened to like the first ten or fifteen. But after those, it was like, I just started hearing the same shit every week, and I was kind of like over it. And so I te- I check out like there'd be a couple of times where I would like check in and like watch a few episodes, but especially with this old stuff, it just felt like it was like a lot of like repeating the same shit over and over again. I really didn't hear too much shit that like changed and that got it got really boring really, really fast. Yeah. It might be the same thing that happens with this, but for right now I'm really enjoying it. So Yeah, I felt the same way. And also I just the um the hipster in me or the um contrarian is like, okay, he's really big now. So mm-hmm. I clearly and, and it sounds it's it's super hipster and it's super snobby and it sucks, but this is it's the reality like when I go through the comments of anything of Chris, Chris is now, um, I will find, and this is, this is, this doesn't mean anything. This is, this is just a personal thing, right? Okay. I will see a couple people reference TMP and I'm like, mm-hmm. you get, you guys get it. We, you yeah. know, the progression or even when I scroll through like Brian's new podcast and I, and people will comment about Brian. I'm like, I'll see a couple TMP. I'm like, you guys get it. Or even yeah. even when Sasso was on fire and the kid, I was like, "You guys, okay, we're, we yeah. we understand the progression." Um, that's not good or bad. It's just that fact that like you know, we, you you and me can see the progression from like lazy talk from from yeah 2011 to lazy talk now, where yeah. everyone everyone's doing it, you know. And like I'm kind of like it's kind of like when Dane Cook was really big. I'm like okay, Dane Cook was funny, and then people start talking about Dane Cook all the time. I'm like okay. My, my, he's not funny anymore because it's just it's yeah. overdose. I'm seeing so I much of it, you know. So when it comes to comedian podcasts, I don't really listen to much right now. Even comedy, bang bang, I'm not listening to. I'm not listening to anything. Yeah, I mean, even like the one I probably listen to them, which I don't even listen to full episodes. I only listen to like clips of theirs, and that's probably why I can like listen to it so much. But like, it's probably like YMH with Segura. Yeah, I don't even listen to uh, that. But I mean, I really only listen to like clips of theirs. Like, I don't. I've never listened to like an entire podcast of theirs before. I just listen to like clips here and there. I will if it's if like the guest I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't listen to any of it's just the two of them. 
Yeah. You know, so that's that's where I I'm at. You. That's where I'm at with that. I got you. Um, so I finished Luigi's Mansion. Okay, cool. Um, that same shit popped up. I swear yeah, to God, I was like at almost the last floor. And then this fucking ghost cat st- stole my goddamn elevator button. I had to fucking chase him around for three floors. I'm super pissed off. Um, but um, but I got to the final floor. I beat King Boo. Trapped him in a painting. Made him look like a little bitch. Um, so um, it was fun. I liked it a lot. Um, it was... I think it still had the the a lot of similar problems that I had the last time I talked about it. Which is, I think, sometimes... The solutions to the boss battles can be a little more obtuse. I think the biggest problem for me is like one of the floors you go to like an Egyptian floor and you have to go through like these chap- trap rooms. And there was one time where it was like I was trying to figure out like what to do. And it I literally tried like almost everything except for like one thing. And then I looked it up and it was like the one thing I didn't try was like what you had to do. Right. Like, and it was a point where it was like, it wasn't because I tried it because I was like, oh, I'm not going to try it. It was like, I forgot that it was like even the mechanic that like I had like as Luigi. Right. So I, looked up, I was like, oh, yeah, I can like do that. And like, so I think there was a couple of things like that where it was like the the solutions to problems were a little bit more like. I don't want to say that like I want them to like spoon feed them to me, but. I don't know. I think there are ways to like give hints to like what you kind of need to do without like spoon feeding it to you. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that like this game did a really good job with that. Like, right. I mean, it, it would have been one of those things where like I would have figured it out eventually, but like, I don't know. I don't think that's really good game design for where it's like, oh yeah, if I just die a bunch of times, eventually I'll figure out what I need to do. Right. So um, I think game design should, especially for like a puzzle game, I feel like this answer should be a little bit more intuitive than that um right so um so that was like kind of one of the main issues that i had um but overall i had fun with it there was just a a couple of gripes and stuff like that um sweet and and then the last thing i want to talk about okay two things because there was one other thing that i kind of wanted to touch on i didn't really like watch it but like i started to watch it i know it's going to be a problem so okay uh first thing is um uh there's an anime that started airing Second episode's airing in like very soon. It's called Tokyo Revengers, and it's basically uh, based around uh, a guy who's a loser as like a mid twenties guy. He ends up going back in time to when he was delinquent in middle school, and he's basically his whole arc is trying to save his ex girlfriend who he hasn't seen in like a bunch of years because she died, you know, whatever year before he ended up going back in time because he got pushed in front of the subway. Mm-hmm. So there's one episode out of that. I'm liking the concept a lot. I think you would like it because it's got delinquents, and I know how much you love delinquents. Love it. So, um, it. yeah, and it's got time travel, so it's got the whole hippy-dippy, crazy, dumbass bullshit. Um, so that's fun. I'm liking that. Uh, it was a really good first episode. Are you watching really this, like, like, Eternity anime? No, I've heard of that and I haven't watched it yet. I think it's called like Two Year Eternity yeah, or something. I keep seeing like that. people on YouTube being like, "This is a, this is gonna be amazing." I know um, people in my Facebook group have basically been saying that like um, the first episode was like an amazing first episode, and it's like one of the first best first episodes that they've ever seen. Yeah, I was like, "Have you seen Naruto?" Like that's <laughs> the first episode. So let's not even play here. But um. 
But I haven't I haven't checked that out yet. I know it's on Crunchyroll, so I might check it out soon. Um, but I haven't I haven't uh, pegged that one down yet. Okay. I know that one's supposed to be like that's definitely like the Dark Horse candidate for a season where it's um, it's specifically one of those animes that like I haven't seen too much press about it outside of like word of mouth, and it's also like seems like it's going to be one of those more like philosophical. Philosophical and like artsy anime that really don't get like a whole lot of attention, like you know, like a My Hero Academia or like something like that. Yeah, Uh, the typical shonen stuff. Um, So no, Um, I might check that out soon, but I haven't yet. Um, And then the last thing, last thing I want to bring up before we get to what you, what else you checked out, sure, is, um, and I'm gonna have a whole breakdown of this next week because I know I'm gonna binge through it because this shit is like my fucking kryptonite. I don't know why, but I can't stop watching it. But season two of The Circle is out. I know we talked about season one of The Circle back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like last year, I think. Because I think I watched it like February or March of last year. Right. Um, it's pretty early in 2020. Uh, but it's a social media game show that's on Netflix. I'm about halfway through the first episode. And like all the people have been like spread out. And there's already like two of them that I can't fucking stand. Because one's a hippie. Um, and the other one is a contestant from a different Netflix show that they just decided to put in this one. She's from that Too Hot to Handle show, which I never really watched. I watched like five minutes of the first episode and I was like, I don't think this is for me. Um, but she's from that. She's like a British girl. Uh, and I love her accent, but like, she's definitely one of those people that like, feel like she just tries too hard to be hot. Right. And I feel like that's kind of a turnoff for me. I don't know why, but I was just like, I saw that and I was like, first of all, you're trying too hard to be hot and you have way too much energy and it feels like fake energy. Right. So like automatically like turn off for me. And then the other guy is like a fucking hippie who like does breathing, teaches people how to breathe. And I was like, fuck no, you need to be voted off the show. So yeah, you mean reality TV. You're describing, yeah, yeah. You're describing people who are in reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get look. I get what these archetypes of these of these characters are because yeah. they are characters. But uh, I can't help it, dude. I don't know why, but this is a game show. Probably because I just liked the first season so much. I like the like the characters that were in that a lot. Right. Um, but I feel like I'm gonna watch this season, and I'll probably have a full report on it next week. But I just want to <laughs> let people know that I got my finger on the hot button of pop culture, and I know what you people want, and I know what you people need. So I'm gonna give it to you next week. There you go. I uh I'll never watch this. I know because you didn't watch the first season, so I wouldn't expect yeah, you to watch. I don't like I don't like uh, reality shows, man. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it's very far. The only thing I've heard of that you've watched that I've brought up that you'd be like that I think you've watched is cooking shows. So and and, and even then, that's like it has to be like barbecue burgers or there's yeah, a beer show. I wa- barbecue one was like the last. Yeah, one. I watched. I would watch a beer show. I was a soda show. I watch a soda there should show. Be a, be a reality show. I can't believe there's not like a brewmaster reality. The problem show is that it, it would take so long. Yeah, but barbecue takes a long time. They made a reality show yeah, out of that. Beer takes two weeks. You could speed that shit up. I I agree. But you could make it work. You know, it's just whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm very selective. You know, my girlfriend watches, or she this last season she didn't really watch, but um, Bachelor and. Bachelor in Paradise, and she's a she was a big fan of um. I was gonna say Monster House, but Smart House. 
Big Brother? Big Brother. She's mm. a big fan of that. And, she, and we, we watch it together. And I just, I don't know. We, she wanted me to watch one season with her. And I was like, I just don't. Big Brother's like, I don't, I don't know. I shit. remember watching, because there was a time uh, in college where it was like a bunch of the people that I was living in the house with. Um, there was a there was like four or five of them where they were into Big Brother. So I watched, I watched like one season of um, Big Brother with them. I don't know. I feel like it's like, I feel like I've talked about this before, but it's like reality TV for a lot of times. It's like not something that like I'm super invested in watching, but it's like if other people get me hooked on it. Yeah. I'll usually like stick around for it. So it was like Big Brother was one of those where it's like I don't I and I haven't watched a season since then, but like it's one of those things where like if I know of a bunch of other people watching it and I can watch with other people and it kind of be like that group experience. Yeah. I'll probably check it out. But it's like I don't think I'd ever like watch a season of Big Brother right. like on my like I would never seek it out and be like, oh, I want to go through like all the seasons of Big Brother and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I mean I get it. My my reality TV is called professional sports. So like that's, it's all the same drama. It's real. Yeah. It's even more real than fucking you know Survivor. Um, but if I, I, the only reality show I actually watched of my own like, like volition besides the barbecue one, was years ago, on Spike. They had a like truth or dare. I, I've never even heard of that. I, don't know, they, I think I pulled. I think I meant to say Fear Factor. Oh, Fear, Fear Factor. I, I've never watched that. But um, they had a Spike TV had a, a martial arts reality show hosted by Ernie Reyes Jr., who is a, who is the lead character in *Surf Ninjas*. He played in *TMNT* the movie as Kino. He was the stunt stunt suit guy in on *TMNT*. Okay. I'm pretty sure he played Michelangelo. He's, no, he's a Filipino guy, so I love him. Um, obviously, have to. Uh, it's like Pacquiao, have to. He's Filipino. That's true. I, I was. That was the other thing I was going to mention. One of the contestants. One of the contestants is a half Filipino girl. There you go. So, so I want, want her to win. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, it was hosted by Ernie Reyes Jr. I don't remember what it was called. It was like so. The premise was like we're going to get a bunch of different people from different martial art backgrounds, and they're going to fight and go through challenges, and then they're going to fight each other. So it's like the UFC. It's like Ultimate Fighter, basically. Yeah, but it's it's not like full contact like that. It's like it's very much like okay. we're going to spar a little bit and then you know i don't know what's called ultimate warrior or some bullshit like that and it was like i do i do shotokan karate and it's like a white guy like named like jeff and then it's like a black guy who's like tkd and he's like i'm my name is blake and i do take tkd and i remember there's a guy who's like i do show karate i was like oh okay that sounds kind of like street fighter all right and then there's right. a guy who's like, I do Jeet Kune Do. I'm like, I know Jeet Kune Do. That's Bruce Lee. I know okay. Yeah. And then there's always like the guy who's like, I wear bl- I wear black and I'm fucking like, you no, know, cool. And I was like, as a fucking like, I don't know, twelve year old, thirteen year old, I was like, this is this is sick. And then my dad's watching like my dad's was watching you like actual UFC in the hallway. I'm like, I don't want to watch that bullshit, Dad. I want to watch the show where they fight in a circle pit in the sand and I'm on a beach. That's why I want yeah. to watch because it reminds me of Mortal Kombat, you know. Hell yeah! Whereas like now, like there's, there's a you know, a Bellator fight happening right now that I'm gonna watch once it's over, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, Are you gonna watch the Jake Paul fight? No. Are you sure? I don't give a shit about that. I stuff. saw that shit fucking promoted on my Facebook and I almost broke my TV. I don't give a fuck about those guys. If some, I if some, they're like giving him the time. If of day. some washed up fighter wrestler wants to fight a youtuber for a bunch of money go for it i don't give a shit good good on you yeah. i know that if you lose in any way even if it's not even if it's not your particular sport because uh ben Askren is not a boxer 
Mm. He's a wrestler. Um, if you lose at all, even though you're not, you are a professional combat athlete. If you lose, yeah. you're just even if you're rich, even though you're richer than most fighters now because of, because of this fight, know that no one's ever going to take you seriously ever yeah. again. And no one does, does now. But if you lose... There is no way you're ever going back to the UFC or, or anywhere else. Dunzo, dude. You're done. Dunzo. You know? It's not like it's yeah. fucking like, you know, the last one that happened where it was like, was it the brother who fought Nate Robinson? It was like Logan Paul, right? Like, yeah. You have a, I know him. One of those two kept trying to have what? Fucking. Um, Connor. What's the Ireland dude's name? Connor. Connor, yeah. One of them was trying to like bait Connor into a fight. And I was like, first of all, you clearly don't know Conor McGregor because he doesn't get baited into fights. He baits other people into fights. Well, so. Also, like, he don't. You there's nothing for his fight career. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting Mayweather. He's already got money. So yeah, like, fighting fighting Mayweather big. or boxing Mayweather was a good career and in, in, in the fight business. Yeah, fighting a Paul brother doesn't do anything for him in the fight business. It's going to yeah. make him money, obviously. And if he wants money, then it'll make him a ton of fucking money. It'll be bigger than anyone else they can get. Yeah. But it won't be, like, a good fight step. No. You know what I mean? Um, but with the fight with Nate Rob, well, he's a basketball player, so I don't give a shit if he loses or not. That, that's, that's equal playing field. You have, guy who's not, you have a guy who's not a boxer and a guy who's not a mm-hmm. boxer. That's what it is. Right? Yeah. If it was, like, Logan Paul versus Pacquiao, well, that's a boxer versus a non-boxer. Yeah. And that's not even a fight that would happen because Pacquiao would fucking destroy them. That's yeah. why that's why it's boxing. If it was like, hey, Logan Paul or Jake Paul, Conor McGregor, I want to fight you in the octagon. I'm like, yes, I'm there all day. I, I, will, I, will, all day. I will buy that pay-per-view, yes, all day. I would love to see him get destroyed. That's why I was hoping like after the after the uh the Mayweather fight, I was like, okay, now next fight, octagon. Yeah. Next fight, Octagon. Now, it would never happen because Mayweather fucking knows in two seconds... He would die. And not even because... I mean, he would get kicked to death. He would get kicked to death, elbow to death. But then also, Conor McGregor's not even a good grappler. But his shit grappling is better than his fucking non-existent grappling. Dumb. Yeah. And I would pay $200 to watch that small fight because I hate Mayweather with a passion. I hate that fuck. I want him to lose. So I, I knew it was never going to happen. I hate the play. I hate the game. No, he's a racist. But whenever he would fight, talk about fighting Pacquiao for years, he would always call him, call him a chink and fucking make all these Asian uh, slurs. And again, I'm Asian. So yeah. I take that and go, I wouldn't give a shit. But because you're a good boxer and you're not fighting the man, I'm like, okay. All right. So when they do fight, he's a fucking piece of shit. Whatever. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Now, beat me in a fight? Obviously. Obviously. Right? Act like I'm going to go up there and beat him in a boxing match. Obviously not. I can't even fucking... I couldn't punch him. Look, you know you're going to pull up the Jeet Kune Do and you're just going to fucking wreck him. Well, so. he has no idea that I have a QB built inside me. And eventually, when go. I get beat up enough, I just wake up and the QB's there. There you go. All of a sudden, you have a fucking cloak that comes around you, and you know you just sprout nine That's tails it. and you go to town. He has no idea that I, I always strap a bomb to my best friend, so when they blow up after I lose, I go Super Saiyan. They have no idea. There you go. Um, I watched a movie on Netflix, Korean uh, crime drama, okay. called Night in Paradise, and it was r- directed and written by the guy who wrote 
I Saw the Devil, which is a great movie. Oh, shit. I love that movie. And this movie, Night in Paradise, it sucked. It was not good? It was not good. I Saw the Devil was good. I Saw the Devil was great. But Night in Paradise is not good. Uh, Wait, let me make sure. I Saw the Devil is when the serial killer kills like the guy's wife. Yeah. He's like a super cop or whatever. So he's, he's, just, a, like, he's a spy, yeah. Yeah, and then he just like takes a guy to town. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's how I saw the devil. Um, yeah. And real quick that about that movie, I was on YouTube before we were watching clips of it because I wanted to watch the clips of that movie after I finished this shit movie. Um, and I'll get to why it's bad in a second, but I was watching like the ending scene of I Saw the Devil on YouTube when he, he so he, mm-hmm. he has the contraption and then the serial killer's family comes and they open the door. Spoiler alert, by the way. Spo- uh, they, come, they open the door and then they chop his head off and then they all cry and he walks away he starts crying and all the comments in the video were like, Oh my God, he understands that he lost everything and everyone was killed by the serial killer. And now he is understanding that he has nothing left, even though he got his revenge. And other people were like, dude, he's crying. Cause he fucking completed his goal. Yeah. I, I remember being, I was, I read the, I was reading the comments and I was like, I could see why people would take it that way. Like that. Like he said, because he became the devil. Right, he he became the monster he was hunting, and I took mm-hmm. it as like rewatching the scene and seeing the way his facial expression was. Well, it's closure. I took it as exactly the cycle's over now. Yeah. Like I, he was already a spy, so it's not like he already had clean hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he already had like he he was already a killer. Mm-hmm. It's not act like John Wick didn't go home and cry. Like we know John Wick. If John Wick cries, it's not because he's crying because he kill people. It's crying because he his wife's dead. Yeah, or his dog's dead. Right. So like this guy's already a fucking sp- like the man the man from nowhere. He's, yeah. like, he's not gonna cry because he fucking stabbed this guy in the chest a thousand times. He's crying because he you know whatever could have happened to the little girl or whatever. So all the coolness of uh of the writing that I saw Devil had, which is great writing, a night in paradise is slow, meandery, mm. boring, indulgent, and it's not good. And the ending is not good at all. Mm. The ending is terrible. And people are going to think, well, the main character in the movie dies. Right? There's two main characters and one of them dies in a really stupid way. Okay. Oh, he, he his death could still be fine. His death could still be cool. But it's the, it's, what happens after it, it's really like, okay, this is stupid. This is dumb. Okay. And the scenes just go forever. Just days go. And like... You know how I feel about Tarantino. I I hate Tarantino scenes that are too long. I can't stand it. This movie does that shit. Not not even talking. Just like just like we're gonna pan across the building. I, I, with Tarantino, I, listen, there's, like think, an, there's like an apprehension of tension building in the scene. Yeah, and I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. I think this movie. You watched a Tarantino? No, movie? no, 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 no. I think this guy oh. is trying to build atmosphere. But mm. I think comes I think it comes off as boring, mm. right? In Tarantino movies, like the opening to Inglorious Bastards, people mm. when that movie came out, they're like, "Oh my god, it's building so much tension." I watched that scene four years after it came out because I didn't watch it when it came out. It was like boring. Let's go, dude. Let's move it along. I get what you're trying to do. Move it along. I'm not impressed. And this, this comes from this, dude. And I hate being this fucking dude who's always negative about Quentin Tarantino. Because he can't, he can make, I can't make a good movie like that. I, I know I can't. 
right? Now, if it was a Power Rangers movie, I fucking could, right? But after understanding that all he does is rip off other people's shit, mm. I told you last week how City on Fire was the inspiration for Reservoir Dogs, mm. right? Jackie Brown is a great movie, right? It's not even his story. It's a based on a book by a fucking dude. Yeah. And that dude who made just he made justified too. That's his that's his shit. Oh, right? Okay. He made justified. He is known for having really great dialogue. Yeah. So where are we going here? Did he even is he even good dialogue or did he just copy someone else's style? I mean, look, I think I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I mean the one that movie that is probably like the most original that he's done. It's probably his latest one because it really wasn't based off anything except for the fact that like Sharon Tate was murdered and then Sharon Tate doesn't get murdered in the movie. But I really don't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I think going back to our manga discussion, I think it's slow, meandering. I think the pacing is terrible. And I think the development for characters is not there. I have no clear aspirations for any of the characters that are in that movie, what they're trying to accomplish, or what the fuck the end goal for this movie is. And the ending for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood makes no sense unless you know the history of the Manson murders. That's the only way that ending makes any sense. Because if you don't have that context, that that ending is like, what the fuck is this? And also, I heard this somewhere years ago, and I I agree with it, so I I always always say it about Tarantino, is that he just copies stuff and then just makes genre films uh, just spoofs of genre films here's mm-hmm. here's my version of a western and that's people do that that's that's that's, that's how films are made i understand that but like here's my version I, of a, I, he watched he, wa- he watches so much stuff he's a hu- obviously he's a humongous film fan that's never yeah. something we can take away from the man because he'll tell you that city on fire was an inspiration he'll, he'll say that shit right so that's obvious mm-hmm. but at what point do we go okay dude other people don't know that, but what City on Fire is. Other people mm-hmm. don't know that what you're what you're referencing when you make a Grindhouse movie. But the, mm-hmm. the people that do are going to go. You're just copying a fucking Grindhouse movie. Like I mm-hmm. understand what he's doing when he made Kill Bill. All right, now, I've seen the Street yeah. Fighter and I've seen the movies like that shit and the Chumbara films. Like I understand what you're doing, right? But I don't think it's impressive because I've seen those fucking movies, right? It's a fu- Kill Bill's mm. fine, right? I've, I, it's fine, 70s exploitation samurai chumbara type. I, it's fine. It's fine. But the people who don't know those movies are going to watch Kill Bill and be like, oh my fucking God, dude. This fucking guy. Mm. It's just yeah. 10 out of 10, right? Well, yeah, it's like Django is basically his version of like a spaghetti his western. His version of the movie so. Django. It's like, it's like or, he yeah. watched Django, the original one. He goes, okay, I'm going to change here, 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 here. Obviously, change the race of the character, make it a slave. Take out that he has a machine gun in a right, coffin. All that shit, right? And that's, and that's perfectly fine to do that. And that's not wrong or not bad or not whatever. Mm. I just go, I'm not impressed. Because I can go over to Asia. I can go watch fucking Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance or any, any of the fucking movies that I just mentioned from Korea and be like, holy, mm. I have never seen something like this. Not that it's wrong to have movies that are similar, because I love shit like that, obviously. I love martial arts movies that are similar. That's fine. But I think the problem is that when everyone everyone talks him up so much, Mm. you know, 
Like he created the idea. And not even that. Because he acknowledges that he has inspirations. He's a super fanboy, so I, I really respect that. And it's yeah. not even his fault, that my critique of him. It's the fact that everyone just fucking loves him so much. So when mm-hmm. I do watch Inglourious Passes for the first time, I go, okay. I mean, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Pulp Fiction's amazing. That's an awesome oh. movie. It's and it's undeniable. Yeah. Now it's a top ten of all time? Fuck no. It's a great movie. Top 50? I don't know. Maybe not mine, but maybe someone's. I'm sure someone's. I'm sure some film... Definitely I'm sure some fucking film kids like, yeah, fucking top two. But I, was, I told so when I was in film school, fucking everyone fucking loved Tarantino. Right? And I'm like, no, dude, Commando. Like, let's be real. Commando. Robocop. Total Recall. It has Arnie in it, and he's... Starts Troopers. If, let's get the real Arnie's shit. Arnie's in it, he's on steroids. Top 10 movie. Right? Total Recall. But... Even with that being said, I remember watching Pulp Fiction for the first time and being like, okay, it's fine. It's a good movie. And I remember when I, I, like, I saw Reservoir Dogs before I saw Setting on Fire, and I remember watching Setting on Fire and being like, this is a better movie. Now, obviously, not, nothing about the movie is stolen except for the end, and that's just kind of the concept, but I remember being like, uh, John Woo does, does infinitely more bloody action graphic stuff with cool tension building than anything I've seen Quentin Tarantino do. And on my invalid thing, those movies, those movies are fine. People enjoy those movies, but that's how I feel about Christopher Nolan too. From the get-go, people are like Christopher Nolan. He is amazing. He's the best. He creates cool stories, cool science fiction, cool depth. And, and then I watch Interstellar and I go, dude, you, you bullshit. Your whole, your fucking crux of the story is fucking jerk off bullshit with no answer. Time. Black hole. Dimensions. Fuck off. We watch fucking Tenet. What's the fucking crux of the movie? Fucking stuff. Reverse. Reversing. It's like, come on. Time. Somehow. People think it's so high concept. It's not. It's just fucking bullshit. It's just fucking bullshit. You know, people are like, oh, he's so impressed with him. So, no, what's impressive? A good action movie is impressive. Jackie Chan's impressive. Jackie Chan. You know, that's that's impressive shit. You know, a good fucking. The Matrix is is impressive. The Raid is impressive. Right? And not not saying that fucking Tenet's not impressive. It's fine. It was a cool concept, but when you break down the concept enough, enough scrutiny, you're like, okay, all right, that's bullshit. Yeah. The Matrix, for example. The first one. We can, we can ignore two and three. Let's definitely just focus on we'll take the first, the first one. one. Perfect movie. Perfect yeah. concept. Perfect execution. Nothing about The Matrix is wasted. Nothing about that movie is, is wrong. Right. The only thing wrong with The Matrix is that it only has 30 seconds of Dragula. That's the only... It, what, that would be What should have happened, really, is they should have recut it. Director's cut, Wachowski cut. It had that scene, the full dance scene where Neo's like... What's that? Are you saying HBO Max yeah. should release the yes. Wachowski cut of Matrix? 100%. I, I want Neo against the wall at the club, waiting for Trinity, and it's just three minutes. You just want a whole music video, Dragula. Not, not a music video. It's him against the wall, awkward, while Dragula's playing. That's the only thing that can make that movie better. So, I don't know where I came at from with that, but my point is that this movie... You somehow came here from a Korean movie. in Paradise. That... Was uh, yeah, Night in Paradise. He not he good. was this dude is like tr- I can tell, it was like trying to be this like beat Takeshi, like '90s Takeshi beat movie, mm-hmm. 
which if you see his, his gangster, his Yakuza stuff from the 90s, it's like very much what this guy was trying to do. But okay. it was overindulged. And you're like, okay, this doesn't feel like it's worth my time. Um, mm. Whereas like, you know, you watch something like Outrage or something like that. Like a, like a Yakuza movie, you're like, okay, no. Or even stuff like from the 70s, like super 70s Yakuza movies. You're like, okay, I get what I'm going with. We're going with this attention. does make sense. The Mandarin mm-hmm. makes sense. But Night in Paris, you're like, oh my God, we are just fucking going on for no reason. Um, and that's, that was my opinion of it when I finished it. And then when it was over, I was like, okay, uh, I think I'm not going to watch that ever again. So I watched that. Okay. To be positive, I want to go on, I want to end my notes on a positive note. Okay. I watch, I'll take a positive. I want to end my, what I watched this week on a positive note. Some wrestling? No, nothing this week. Uh, really, okay. not watch, but nothing, nothing special. Uh, it all sucked. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, was, I watched some more Common Rider Zero One. Okay. And then I got bored because it sucks. No, <laughs> I got bored. It's, I I really, I really was not in the mood for for a super duper kitty. Um, is Zero One the new one? No, Zero One's the last season. The current one is Saber. Okay. And I won't I won't watch more of that until. I probably won't watch it until it's over because I just like I just don't like the designs of the character very much. Um, they're fine, but they're, they're cool, but that's whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go back and watch. I kept like beating myself to watch Zero One. I kept like forcing myself to watch episodes. I was like, my time is valuable. Yeah. If I'm not enjoying watching Comrade Zero One, I'm enjoying watching Am- Comrade Amazon. Why will I? Why would I watch? Because, because it's there. Because it's in the entry. I should probably watch it. It's the ending of the era. I should watch it. But I kept forcing myself to do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break for now. I watched like 12 in a row or 12 episodes. I was like, well, okay, I'm going to take a break. So I went back in time to watch. Back okay. in time to watch something that I knew I wouldn't. You got in your, got in your TARDIS, your little police box. You went boop, 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 boop. And you yeah, went back right. in time. To watch something that I actually enjoyed. So I wanted to watch Common Rider uh, Phase or Fies. It's it's they okay. pronounce it either way, depending on who you talk to. Common Rider Five Five Five. I I open okay. I turn the episode on, and the opening scene of the show. This is like two thousand three, I think two thousand two, two thousand three or okay. four four some something like that around that era. Somewhere around two thousand three, two thousand four, and the opening scene of the show is a laboratory being attacked by a monster and then scientists who are in the command center seal off the doors from the lab techs and they just get murdered right oh, okay. and then it cuts to a family there's a guy and his girlfriend and they're happy and they're talking to the mom they're like yeah 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 they're so goofy and they're looking at pictures of the... and then a monster shows up no and and they're looking at pictures off. of the pictures of the kid growing up the boy and then it cuts to like the son driving his parents somewhere and then they get hit by a car, and they cuss to him in the hospital. He's in a coma for two years, and his parents are dead from on impact. And you're like, okay, this is fucking. This is episode. This, this is some episode crazy, one. Some crazy developments. Right? Wait, he wakes up. It's been two years. Well, he dies, and he wakes up again after his death. So was the monster attack two years ago, or was that monster attack current? It, you don't cur- know. It's current. Okay. It's current, right? So okay, or whatever. But in the context of the episode, you don't, uh, you don't know for sure, right? So. Okay. Already within five minutes, we have like fucking like six deaths. 
not even like, not even like goofy, like, oh, are they dead? Like, they're dead. They're dead, dead. He wakes up because he's a, he's a monster, right? He goes, oh, he's he goes to find his girlfriend, right? Or he goes to find his cousin, his family, his, his remaining relatives. His uncle and cousin say, yo, yeah, well, you know, the business, the business failed, whatever, they, t- they took the house or whatever, so there's nothing left. He walks away, but because he's a monster now, for whatever reason, he can hear and sense stuff, so he hears them talking about him, and they're like, he should just stay dead. We sold everything, all this stuff, right? He goes to Damn. find his girlfriend because on the day that he died was their year anniversary. So he goes to find her to go to be like, hey, I'm, I'm back. And she's like, I'm, he's fucking, she's fucking his cousin. What? We just, we just oh fucking, God, yeah, yeah. So flash forward and the episode, you know what he does? It's raining. Kills he finds cousin? him. He goes fucking monster form. His cousin freaks out. He picks his cousin up. He fucking makes his a sword weapon and stabs him in the fucking heart. Hell yeah, and we see dude. the x-ray of the, you to fuck my we girlfriend. see the x-ray of the sword going through the heart and like sucking it up and then the following episode he goes home the cousin right he's still like trying to he's kind of alive wait the cousin didn't die hold on he goes to he goes okay. home to the fucking lady and she's like oh my god and he turns to fucking dust like a pile of dust like, what right all right episode one and two all right so when I like Last week I mentioned like the the differences between comrade eras, and, pe- and I'm yeah. going on Reddit and people being like, comrade now it's it's still super dark. I was like, no, yeah, yes, it has dark elements, it has deep elements. I remember watching that watching that shit on Tuesday, being like, fuck off, dude. There's no fucking compare. Fucking seven year olds watch this shit, being like, episode one, I'm seeing some fucking monster eat a guy's heart, right? So, comrade five, I'm on episode five. I've seen the show a thousand times, so I already know what happens. But I'm probably gonna stop watching episode five and then bounce over to a different one because I just I just, just bouncing around, seeing which one is, is appropriate for me to watch right now. Okay. But also, I'm kind of like I'm going through this like this dilemma in my life, being like, am I too old okay. for this? Common right? Tokusatsu in general. Like, am I too old for this shit? I'm fucking almost thirty. I don't know, man. I mean, Hideki Anu is fucking making his fucking tokusatsu. He's making two tokusatsu movies, so clearly he's not old enough for it. He's not too old for it, so. Yeah. If he's not too old for it, I don't know if you are. I guess, man. Like, I don't know, dude. I mean, he's living his best think... life, man. He made one of the highest grossing movies in Japan of all time, and now he's got two tokusatsu yeah. movies on the way? Well, I think the problem is that I, when I watch the new Kamen Riders, or I'm like, I feel old then. Because it's all mm. colorful and childish, and like the characters are super like childish, and the, it's attractive to kids and to sell toys. Right. And then I feel super old and like, kind of weird and out of place watching it. But then I go back and watch mm. the shit that I grew up watching, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm okay. This is like this is like some fucking intense shit. You're basically the Mike and Rich with Star Trek, where you just have to keep watching your old shit because the new stuff is not for you. Yeah, I honestly think that I have to stop watching Com Writer at like 2009. I think Com mm. Writer Kiva is the last like kind of that late, huh? That's yeah, I think Com Writer 2009 might have been like the last like thing that had like actual soap opera e J drama elements. I think anything mm. past that becomes the marketing machine of merchandise. 
and like kind of like fruit fruity colors and stuff like that which isn't bad fruity colors is not no f- colorful stuff is cool i like the colorful stuff but it's more so like like i mentioned last week like i like not a lot of substance to it i like having stakes you know yeah. i like having not even that the comrade is gonna lose i don't think he's gonna lose right I, he's a comrade but i like knowing that other people are gonna die <laughs> Like other people will die, which makes the character stakes matter more to to, to win. Mm-hmm. Whereas in like if I, wa- I was watching Zero One and it's like, I'm not worried, bro. There's an episode mm-hmm. where he's the president. I told you he's the president of the company, and they're fighting this monster or this robot, and he like, he's like super powered, right? He's like stronger because he's like growing, and none of the comrades can beat him at their regular level. So the the main character is like assistant robot who makes his upgrades, AKA makes his merchandise. He's like working on like a new, uh, up, new power up. Right. Mm-hmm. And like he uses it, he uses it in his work. It's not fully done. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's not completely done yet. And he gets his butt kicked. Right. But the entire mm-hmm. time I'm like, he's not going to fucking die. Like I'm not worried about this shit, dude. Cause at the end of the episode is going to fucking work. Mm. Right. It's going to work. I know it's going to be fine. And that's inherent to any obviously character driven like superhero show. I understand that, but old shows at least had people around him like get murderized. So like even though I know he's gonna figure it out, other people who are, might be ancillary characters are still gonna suffer, and that makes the stakes in general raise. Mm. Whereas now it's like no one's gonna die. Even if they really, even if they do die, technically, they're not gonna be like yeah he's dead. Like mm. old comrade, comrade, there'll be literally a cop character being like five victims. <laughs> you're like, yeah, there's five people who are dead. They'll be in a morgue, being like, here's how the monster killed them. You know what I mean? That's br- that's brutal right. shit. So, I got you. That's uh, that's all I've been. I could go to the bathroom I'll real quick. Um, so that, that's why I've been checking it out. And I, I, it, it, I had the crisis every now and then, man. Where I'm like, am I, am I getting too old for for Tokusatsu shit? Then I go on YouTube and see people who are, you know, double my age or on Instagram, people who are super into Ultraman still, who are 50, who watched it when they were kids and they're still super into it. But I can never tell if they're super into new shit or just still they watch when they were kids. And if it's something you're into when you're a kid, that's all you really enjoy. I almost, it's almost makes sense, right? Like you like Transformers when you were a kid and you're like Transformers now and you're 45 will make sense because it's something you were child from childhood. But something, something inherently goofy about dudes in, you know, latex suits yelling henshin and then fighting another dude in a latex monster suit. Um, and something about watching that every year as it comes out, as it progressively gets more childish, which is what it's for. It's a child, a child show, obviously. I'm not going to act like it's not, not that. But what drew me in as a kid was the darkness and the, and the you know, the, the, I don't know grittiness of it um it almost gives me like the it's like an inverted i'll mention this to zach when he gets back but it's like an inverted um dark knight returns you know where if you grew up with batman up until 85 the character really was wasn't that deep that dark you know uh i mean obviously there's dark elements there we had dark elements that hit real shit within comic books by then. You know, we saw a fucking speedy shooting heroin, 
right? All that kind of stuff. But we didn't have Watchmen yet. We didn't have any of that stuff yet. So you have this character who's now known for being super duper dark and gritty and violent and intense. But then because of 1985, Frank Miller creates this comic book that creates this dark character. And that now, if you grew up reading Batman when you were a kid and you were getting older and you want Batman to get darker, well, now Frank Miller gives you a dark Batman, right? But if you're like me and it's the inverse of that. So if I grow up as a child, I get dark. I have dark common writer who are this dark, dark atmosphere and dark storylines. As I'm getting older, I expect it to get dark, stay dark with me. But it's actually the opposite. It's becoming more childish. Right? That's the interesting dynamic that I don't think... I can't think of another show that really has that dynamic. Where it like starts dark and it gets like more family friendly as it goes on. I, I can think of bands, but not, not a show. Yeah. You know? Like a like an actual like narrative story. I can't think of a narrative yeah, story that kind of like does that. You know, I, I was toying the idea of like making a YouTube vi- like a video of like mm-hmm. showing like just cuts between like uh, Heisei Era One and Heisei Era Two, Comrade like monster kills, and they're mm. showing the brutality differences. Not that again, not that those things inherently make the show better or worse. They don't. That's just the element of the show. Mm. But for so particularly i enjoyed that element of that's what made me like comrade as a kid more than power rangers was like super sentai was going to be goofy and they're going to be heroic and they're going to fight the monster and they're going to win every single time but comrade was a 50 episode long dramatic series of a long narrative storytelling where monsters meant something and that that was important to me and Mm -hmm. it was it's batman returns dark Knight return everything after that became dark Everything after Watchmen became that level of grittiness, you know, even yeah. even though they're still kids, comics. So kids, if they all of a sudden made Bat if they all of a sudden made Batman Batman sixty six again <laughs> as like the mainstay Batman, DC yeah. would lose so much money because Batman has become that type of character. So kids have grew up with that character being a dark the dark knight, the dark vigilante, the dark brooding character. Whereas with yeah. Kamen Rider they turn it on its head and now you have the split division of people who are my age who have been watching it since 1999, 2000 with dark stuff and we're seeing it gradually turn light um, and there's people who started watching it in 2013 where it was always goofy and light um, mm-hmm. and there's no wrong answer, just preference um, mm-hmm. obviously I prefer you know the darker, the darker side of it you know um so it was just something that I noticed when I was watching it, going back between two two of the same franchise. When I was watching, yeah. week, watching two two of the things back to back was what I caught. So um, interesting. Again, there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong. It's just preference, and you know, yeah. every year I watch the first episode of the new series to see what's up because because I, I if it's good, it's good, just straight up, and I'll watch yeah. it. You know, if it's good, it's good. Um, or if it's good to me, then I'll watch it. Now the last. Five have not been to me. So I haven't watched the last five or six years of Comrade because it's been like not enjoyable to me. You yeah. Know? So uh, every year it's cross your fingers. Every year I cross my fingers that I'll be fucking brutal again. Now it's never yeah. going to be. And as no, as much as I fucking cannot stand Hideki, 
I can't stand the motherfucker. I cannot stand Evangelion. I can't stand it. And, then we, and we've had dark Comrider, oh, the original before. Comrider the first and Comrider, Comrider mm-hmm. the next were two movies that were like, what he's going to be doing. They're, they were like harder reality takes, harsher, darker takes of the original series. So mm-hmm. we've had that before. So I know that Shin Comrider is going to be... Listen, man. I don't know how I feel about Shin Godzilla. So if I he, if this fucking guy is Henshin and they have fucking googly eyes... Motherfucker. I think... Um, I don't know this is 100% for sure, but I think we got a preview of like his Shin Ultraman, I think, like this week. Like yeah. maybe it was just well, see, a teaser. He's but... only producing that. So... Oh, I thought he was no, directing so, it. Someone else was directing it. it. He's just producing that one. Now, what, oh, well, what that means, that, that still means he's obviously super hands in the pot because it's him. So, yeah. um, who knows, man? I have high hopes for... That makes more sense than Comrades coming out in 2022 then. Because I think it's 2022 or 2023 that that's supposed to be coming out. Yeah, so. I mean, obviously I'm going to watch it whenever I get a chance to figure, to find an option to watch it, obviously. Because um, yeah. it's Comrader, and I'm, gonna, I'm glad to watch it, but... I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it's so I'm so up in the air about about him and that about him. him. He's a fan of it, obviously. So I, I know that he's gonna, he's gonna treat it with respect. Because I, I think he, I don't think that he treated like I don't think that um, my issues with Shin Godzilla are like they're just it's just me being a fan of not being a super kaiju fan. You know, mm, I think people yeah. who like Godzilla like that movie because it's like super, it's like what the original Godzilla was. I think mm-hmm. like with Godzilla was a threat. Yeah, I think it gets it gets more into that, and I think it gets more into like the themes of the original Godzilla, yeah. which I think a lot of fans appreciated a lot. Right. So. so I think that in ter- I think he's definitely got. I mean, specifically looking at like yeah, like Shin Godzilla, I think he, at least if that carries on forward, it seems like he really understands like the roots of like a lot of these theories, sure. and he's able to like take those roots and like those central themes and like transport them into like mm. a modern and look, man, audience something a modern audience can like consume. If you watch so. again, blue blazes that show I was talking about, like it's a, it's a comedy yeah. and it's a manga, but like the guy, the guy who made that manga knows him and went to school with him. And yeah. he, he like explains how this guy like loves this shit. He like loves Gundam and all this stuff. So I know that Ano knows Kamen Rider, or at least the first, the first, yeah. I know that it's more. So it, how much Ava will he inject? Right, and that's mm. the question because he didn't inject much. When I mean that by that, like the like jerking off in a bed and like the fucking people clapping, yeah. all that weird shit. It's common writer. I don't need yeah. that. Make it dark. Make it super science fiction. Make it gritty. Add in the evil that actually what the the bad guys would actually be doing, but to these people to make them all that stuff added in, make it happen. But I don't yeah. need fucking reality bending. Common Rider shit. Take it, make it real, make it gritty. Yeah. Boom. Let's go. You know. I think they definitely. I feel like Evangelion series is like one thing, but I think especially like looking at Shin Godzilla, I think he's definitely willing to like not do as much of like the weird like reality bending stuff. I mean, if you look at Shin Godzilla, it's like as grounded of a kind oh, of yeah. as you could fucking like. It's all based around like bureaucracy and like all this kind of shit. Like. It's the most grounded kaiju movie I've ever fucking seen, where it's just, like, all that's just based around, like, 
governments and bureaucracy and like figuring out like what officials do what and who needs to talk to who and all this mm-hmm. other kind of shit. Um, so like taking that framework and going forward, I definitely feel like he might lean into, especially if that's like what the founding, cause I really haven't know too much, you know, me, I don't know too much about the original common writer, but I mean, knowing him and like how he like treats these kind of properties. I think if that's like in the spirit of what those like original common writer series are, what are all about? I think you could definitely probably as, expect as long that. as the end of the Conrader movie doesn't have fucking like him have hit the main Conrader send there or Ichigo whoever it is is like okay here we go and he's frozen and then there's fr- tiny versions of him on him as long as because that's what happened at Godzilla remember they freeze Godzilla and there's like a little tiny Godzilla on his tail or like little humanoids. Yeah, that was like the most Evangelion that's shit. Evang- and that's, just that's like right at Yeah, the that end. was super Evangelion. So like, I don't want that. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So that's all I did this week, really. Yeah, okay. Not I will bad. say though. Oh, what? I will say that we keep we keep getting uh, Resident Evil stuff. We got a bunch of Resident Evil stuff this week. Yeah. We got the, the, the demo for Village. Yep. We got because I watched Max video all about mm-hmm. it. Um, I watched the trailer for the Netflix show, yep. which I have no connection to because I've never played Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you don't have to because it takes place after Resident Evil Four. Yeah. But it also is like Leon after Resident Evil Four, so I feel like there's some character development from that game that is going to be in that show. Yeah. Um, they talked a little bit about the reboot live action show that they've got come or live act. It's a live action movie, yeah. not a show. Uh, the reboot movie that I assuming is not done by Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, so they touched a little bit on that, that that's still filming that that's going to come out in like the next year or two. But um, I mean, you know, I'm so hyped for that. I think we talked about this for, I've never played a resident evil game. Mm-hmm like to completion i think i've maybe touched like resident evil zero like once when i was like being babysitted as a kid and we always just played gamecube all the time and i had resident evil zero for gamecube but other than that i really haven't touched them i really don't have a desire to touch them because i really don't like those kind of i don't know i don't know if they're like even really that scary to me but i don't know something about them has always been like i don't know i'm not a huge horror game guy so that's like i don't know i uh I played the demo to RE5. Okay. It was co-op. Yeah. Played that. I played the opening mission to RE4. Okay. And then when I was a kid, I played the first three minutes of RE2. And I was like, yeah, it's not for me. But hey, you know what? I'll let you play this to my friend, and I will sit here and give you all the support you need. So mm-hmm. every time a Resident Evil game comes out, I watch I watch the game every time. Because I, so, I love the world. The world is super interesting. I yeah. think the world is super cool. Obviously, it gets super goofy towards the end. But like in terms of like the first like three games, I think are super cool. Atmosphere. I love watching those games being played. Um, mm-hmm. I like the characters in the game. I think they're they're really cool. But I will. Yeah, I haven't watched a completion, but I like watching even the remakes of the new games. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't seen too many of three, but I like watching people play the the RE2 remake. Every I think year that... on Games Done Quick, I always watch the Resident Evil speedruns. Every year, I, I think yeah. it's super cool. Um, I think it's 
And again, the games look cool. I'm sure they're a great time. But I will yeah. never, ever, ever. I remember what I keep. I'll watch the trailers for the for Village, in my mm-hmm. living room. My girlfriend's like, "Oh, you're gonna play this game?" I go, "Fuck you." Fuck. This, no. And even though the game clearly is being tar- targeted as an action game, clearly, and I would, yeah. it's up our alley, 100. Like yeah. we love this shit, urban fantasy, Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. We love that shit, right? Yeah. But the problem is still the fact of this that it's Resident Evil. And yeah. I don't fuck around with that stuff. Right? Yeah. Now, if it was like tra- trailer opens and it's like bah, 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 I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. What's that? Commando? All right, all right. We're Van Helsing. Got it. But it's not that. The game's like, hey, you're handcuffed and you're running and hiding and There's some lichen that is apparently trying to rip your face yeah, off. So. I don't need that shit. You got giant uh giant giant lady that the internet has gone horny for yeah i don't so. need that shit you know what i mean my life my life's yeah. supposed to be easy not stressful so there's that there's the remake for house of dead oh i did yeah because i watched max video on that yeah. too um i didn't realize that there hadn't been like any port or anything for house of the dead outside of like i guess max is saying that it was like this the genesis version which is like I guess I just never realized that I'd always been playing House of the Dead 2. Yeah. That's the one I always remember because that was the one that always showed up in all the Mexican restaurants when I went to. They all had the, the mini arcade that they had. They always yeah. had House of the Dead. Every pizza place. So I always played House of the Dead. Every every pizza joint, you know. Every pizza joint, every Mexican restaurant, they always had the House of the Dead like gun games or House of the Dead 2, I we guess. we got to do an but... episode of the podcast uh, about arcades because there's just like so much oh. memory I have about arcades. Um, so I did that. I watched. There's a KOF, another KOF introduction. Who that character trailer? Yeah. Um, she looks good. More they they're doing more MK stuff leading up to the movie next week. I didn't see anything about MK. Yeah, they, what else? There's a there's like a little breakdown, like three minute video where they kind of had the actors talk about. Oh yeah, act, yeah. Talk about all this stuff. And the, the pretty much the whole trailer was like them being like, "Yo, Joe Taslim and the the Japanese dude are like they're the best." You know, yeah, and like we're like, yeah, duh. What'd you expect? Yeah, what did you expect? The Japanese guy, I don't know his background in martial arts, but Joe's back. I recognize his face, but I don't know his background in the martial arts. Well, but... I mean, he's like in every any American movie in about every... Japan, he's in. Yeah, you know, Last Samurai, he's in. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Joe Talsum is fucking Sub Zero. Like we all know, it's gonna be fucking kick ass. Yeah, you know, he's he was never. From what I understand, he was never a. Um, his tradition is judo, so it's not. It's not like a striking martial art, but like, well, yeah. dude, he's in fucking. He's doing everything. He's he's having the best yeah. of all the raid people. He's having the best career since the raid. I don't know. It's I not feel even like a question. He's not even a career. question. What else has he really done, though? I mean, like he did. The Night Comes for mm-hmm. Us, which is a fucking killer movie, and I love and that his, movie. And his show got picked up for a third season yesterday. Is that him in that yes. show? The Warrior? Yep. Okay. Sub-Zero. Okay. One of the most iconic characters in any video game. Yeah. Sub-Zero. Like, who do you have? Sub-Zero, Scorpion. Look, Ico Voice was in Triple Threat. Oh, 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 oh gives a shit. Yeah. Oh, I give a shit. I, listen, dude, I... I don't know about Tiger Chen, but I care about Iku Uwais and fucking uh, If shit. Iku Uwais was cast... Tony Jones. Iku was cast and like, hey, you're going to play Liu Kang. Cool. 
Okay, that's a big deal. He probably should have been Liu Kang, honestly. Uh, he clearly is not Chinese. The guy who plays Liu Kang doesn't look Chinese. He's more Chinese than fucking Iku Ace does. I thought Liu Kang was supposed to be Japanese. Liu Kang? Beats me, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Call me a racist. No, Su- Sub-Zero and Scorpion are Japanese. And then okay. Liu Kang and Kung Lao are and Kung Chinese. Lao? Yeah. yeah. Look, I just want to see in this movie... Kung Fu, bro. I want Kung Lao to throw his hat on the ground and split somebody apart. That's all I want I'm to sure see. I'm sure he will. Or he'll, or he'll do the spinning in the air thing and push someone into it. Oh, that's good, too. But even those dudes, like, as, as an Asian guy critiquing other Asian dudes, I'm like, y'all don't... Y'all could have went more Asian, bro. That's how I feel about... about how, that's how I feel about fucking uh, Snake Eyes. It's my... It's, well, Snake is supposed to be a my, white guy, it's though, my, isn't he? I don't know, but, but it's my returning joke about, like... How um, for years, up until like two years ago, um, what's his name? True Detective, the director. Um, Carrie Fu- or Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah, up until last year, he was just Carrie Fukunaga, and now he's like, I'm Carrie Joji Fukunaga. It's like, yeah, no. you're the whitest Asian guy. You're Asian. I'm not denying that. You are Asian. You're like me. You're you're mixed like me. Is he? Because I just thought he was a white dude that was somehow got a middle name of Joji. I can never... T- clearly he's Asian because his last name is Fukunaga. Right? So yeah. clearly his dad's the Asian one. But I'm like... I saw a picture of him. I was he's like, damn, he's shit. super he's white. He's super white. Uh, yeah. Does he have blue eyes? Almost like he does. I don't know for sure, but he looks like he has blue eyes. I don't know. I haven't stared at him too much to know about that, but it's, he definitely didn't look Asian. Yeah, it's like the inverse of like people like me who are like a very white name but then a very look mm-hmm. way more ethnic than he does. Yeah. And not even that I look like super Filipino or anything, but, um, well, Hey, we, we Jason, watched the movie this week. You tell me about this movie. Cause you wanted to watch this movie. This was on your wish list. You said, Zach, this is a movie that I kind of want to see. It's been interesting to me. Um, what did we watch this week, Jason? Well, this, this movie, uh, it's an 80s cult classic that I, I had never seen until I watched it this week. It's been on my mm. list for probably two years. Um, okay. And I, okay. I only discovered it because of Instagram, uh, following mm. pop culture Instagram pages of, of dudes who are, who are 45, who okay. love this movie. And I've never heard of never it. Never heard of this movie before, before you told yeah, me I about it. Yeah, never heard of the so. movie before, but... Even though I, I've never heard of it and never seen it until this week, it felt like home. I because there are so so many movies that from the nineties that are just this movie. I okay, I'll agree with you that it has a similar structure that I've definitely seen before in many this, movies. This movie before. is Brink. Um, but this movie. Maybe it's because, and I've been thinking about this for a while mm-hmm. since I started the movie. Um, but maybe I just had like the problem for me might be that I got. You said that this movie was going to be a BMX movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's rad. And then I started watching it. I was like, oh, did I get BMX commute confused with motocross? And then we started watching it. I was like, I did because I thought it was going to be like motorized dirt bikes 
I was like, oh, it's just people on small bicycles. And I thought, I was like, okay. And then they started doing a bunch of tricks with it. And I was like, okay, these look kind of cool. And then the guy went to a prom. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the fuck it was called. Mm -hmm. It was basically a prom. And then he danced around on his bike. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is highly unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, nobody cares about bikes this much. Absolutely. I don't care how much you watch Tom Segura and you love how much he says bikes. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about bikes this much. I think you need to, to turn your brain. Click to the 80s, bro. This is an 80s as shit movie. Steven feel like an 80s movie. It felt like a 90s movie. Well, it was 86. But yeah, those movies that you're talking even about. their outfits, like, first of all, okay, the two guys, the twins, their henchmen, first of all, their outfits looked like straight out of Star Trek. Loved I looked it. at them and they had the biggest shoulder pads I've ever seen. Which and is, I'm like, what which, the fuck which am is I looking 80s. at? Which is 80s. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? They literally look like they look like they're about to go beam up to the mothership and like talk to an alien and like what is our next You gotta take, dude. Take any of the 80s sports movies. It's the same shit. Just on a bike. No, it's definitely similar. Look, look here. Look. Okay. I agree with you. It's very similar. Look, you've got your main guy, Mm -hmm. you got his love interest, Mm -hmm. you've got evil businessman, Mm -hmm. you've got sabotaging the race. You've got overcoming all the obstacles to win the race mm-hmm. and show that you're the best of best that's ever been around as the Rocky theme song plays in the background. Mm-hmm. But look, it just didn't hit different for me. I, I don't know I what it was. I think if you can't enjoy this movie, there's something wrong with you and you need to look internal. Look, maybe I have to take a minute. Maybe I have to take a break and I have to look inside myself. Because like, when, when I finished this movie, I, this movie didn't hit it for when me. When I finished Rad. This movie rad. I was like, we should say what it is because yeah. we've been talking about it for rad. ten minutes. I mean, it's obvious. It's, it's either it's either rad or BMX bandits. It's one of the two. When I finished this, that sounds like a more interesting movie. I'll watch BMX bandits. When I finished this movie, rad from nineteen eighty six. I think that's the other problem is that Lori Laughlin's in it, and I was like, I know she's a criminal, yeah. so I can, I have to like look at this with a. Well, I mean, Rocky Adrian's in it. Is. She, Oh, is that the mom? mom? She does look like she's definitely been shaken by some. Adrian, that's also fucking fucking Jason Schwartzman's mom, or whatever the fuck his name is. She definitely looks like a shattered person. Listen, this movie is, huh? Uh, Here comes the pun. Awesome. So I love this movie. That's not a pun. Hold on. No, pause. That's not a pun. How'd you go on? I was gonna say rad. This movie's awesome. Okay, this movie is the it's quintessential '80s movie, and I can see why it's a cult favorite. It mm. is so fucking unbelievable that an entire town sh- only gives a shit about BMX. That first of all, yes, that's what I'm talking about. This entire town only cares about BMX. Zach, it's an '80s movie. They literally have town meetings. They have city hall town meetings that are only about a BMX. Race. No, see, I, that's believable. Because they're bringing in, that's they're bringing in a hundred thousand dollars of mo- that's that's believable, right? First of all, the fact that any business owner in that town has more than twenty thousand dollars, I find highly unbelievable. But what's unbelievable to me, it's the, it's and again, it's an eighties movie, it's a nineties eighties sports movie. So when you look at it through that lens, 
the sports activity becomes everything. So the idea that, that his mom was like, you can't go race. That's when you have to take the SAT. And I'm you're like, first of all, also, that shit is fucking shaky logic. And they uh, prove in listen, the movie that it's shaky logic because he literally exactly. has one argument with his mom and the, it's and it's all solved. Zach. He's like, wait, I can take the SAT. This is not Chainsaw Man. In like six months. And I'm like, yeah, you could have said that the listen, whole time. Yeah. There's no reason you have to take the SAT not, on that day. Or there's no uh, reason that you can't take the SATs on that day and then go to the race. Because you could do both. Remember, Zach. The SATs take like an hour. This is an 80s sports movie. Remember this. I'm remembering it. So when okay. you watch Brink in 1998, where it's the unsigned, unprofessional skate team versus the professional state team, and it's about heart and soul and puppin' suds, it's the same bullshit, Right? You'd have stakes. And what's a big... When you're fucking 16 years old, bro, and your mom says, hey, you can't fucking race the hell track. You have the SAT. What's more important... It's a sick name for What's a more race. important? Hell track is a The sick stupid name. race or your fucking future. And the kid's like, which is the most realistic reaction. I want to race, mom. Listen, dude. Dad would understand. Dad would understand. If you combine... The sick. Also, never brought up again that his yeah. dad died. There's no explanation for it. They don't say how he died. Just, mm-hmm. Your dad's dead. If you combine sick tricks, which we get, right? That's true. Re- actual people on bikes doing actual bike shit, which we don't see anymore. No, not really. You have you add in the f- the f- the factor that's that's important to these kind of movies. Evil businessman. That is important, but bigger factor. One or two original songs that we play over and over again. Play them a bunch. Yes, all day. <laughs> Why is Miami Connection so fucking terrible, but I fucking love it? Because it felt because they get good felt songs. Like they 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 cared so much about making yeah. that movie, and we have two songs. We have against friends forever. We'll be and, together. And we have against the ninja. And we're going to play that shit all day. Yeah. Hell and yeah. Rad is like, listen, we f- got him stuck in my head again, Jason. Damn yeah. it. Now I had those songs out of my head. Now they're and back. Now listen, they're back dude. And Rad was like, listen, we like bikes so much that we're going to make this they movie. Love bikes. Look, you can tell they love bikes because the opening credits is just six minutes of them doing bike to a tricks. full song. Full ass. He rates as a cop. He delivers newspapers. And this First of all, okay, hold on. That shit made no da- goddamn sense. Why is the cop chasing after them? There's also no explanation for that. And clearly he doesn't care too much because he never catches them. Because they're biking in places where they shouldn't be biking, bro. But if you really care that much, then you could just show up at his house because he knows where he lives. Exactly. But he doesn't care enough. Exactly. But then why chase them if you don't care enough? Because you got to. Shaky logic. Well, first off, why are you adding logic to an '80s fucking kids movie about BMX? I can add. I can't logic to an '80s kids movie. You can add logic to fucking Chainsaw Man. But hold, hold no, fine. I'll, I'll re- retort you right now, because Chainsaw Man's trying to be deep. Chainsaw Man was trying to add depth to the character. 
Rad says this. Yo, I work at a fucking pizzeria, and I like bikes. My boss's name Blob, so... You know, that's what Brad does, right? So Rad's not trying to be deep. Rad's trying to make a fun BMX movie, right? Now, if we watch Gleaming the Cube, you're going to have a shit time, right? Mm. But Is Gleaming the Cube also BMX? Skateboarding. I feel like it might like that Christian more. Slater. I think I, I really think part of it was the fact that I got BMX confused with Motocross. That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> Look here, man. Yeah, probably. Listen, right? The movie. It, it, here's what I think: If you like Three Ninjas but don't like Rad, you are looking at one movie the wrong way. First of all, I love Three. Then ninjas, you should love Rad. Right? You know me. Don't even make that comparison because you know I love Three. Ninjas. Did, did you ever like Airbud? Uh. Fuck yeah. I loved Airbud and then he got abused by his owner that was a Did you ever like MVP, most valuable primate? I actually don't remember that one. Whoa, I remember what? Dustin checks in. I remember Dustin checks in. That was you a great. I don't remember movie. most valuable primate. One one of 17 movies. So. The chimpanzee movie I remember is definitely Dustin checks okay, in. Okay, so I'll hold you there. You you liked Airbud. I did like Airbud. If Bud. you watch Airbud right now, and here's why my here's my theory. With Rad. Airbud is not a good movie. No, it's I not. Will say that but here's again. my theory with Rad and why you're not, okay. you're so, so opposed to the wholesomeness that is Rad, right? The movie even ends in an 80s, 90s sports way. Oh no. First you of guys all, lo- that ending's bullshit, dude. Yes. All right. Hey, he's going to be on the team. He lifts the bike up. Okay, that's the yep. end. I was so pissed yep. off. I'm like, cut the credits for real? That's Bro. it. Bro. It's an 80s movie. What are you talking about? It's an 80s sports movie about First BMX. Of all, I didn't see enough comeuppance for the evil businessman. So that's strike one. He's, he's, that's like strike five. He's probably fired. The guy even said it. The guy's like, yeah, you fuck me around, whatever, whatever. They're still chasing whatever what's-his-face was, who also was introduced all of a sudden. It's like, oh, yeah, this because is the main I will say this right now. I know for a fucking fact. What? You like Airbud. Right? If you I watch like Airbud Air right now, Airbud One, you'd be like, "This movie's fucking dumb as shit." But you—I mean, it's maybe, but it's not but as you dumb would, as the other Airbud. But you movies. would like it because you watched it as a kid. It's a good movie. It's the same way I feel about Airbud, right? When I when they fucking do that final, "Hey, come here," and then the fucking clown guy's like, "Come here, listen." He gets the it's emotional as shit, right? It's a dumb fucking scene. The idea that this fucking dog. It's going to three-point shoot fucking kids. And the kids are going to go home and be like, we lost to a fucking golden retriever. First of all, the fact that a high school would allow a dog yes. on the team is fucking yes. bullshit. So. But I know for a fact that if you and me were fucking 12 years old in 1986 and we had our mongoose bikes and we fucking saw this movie, we'd be like, this is, this is the dream. Because back in the 80s, biking was big. This is humongous. BMX. Right mm. now, for you and me as children, it was fucking inline skating. That's why. That's uh, why Brink yeah, came out. 100%. That's why Brink was big. Right. It, if we watch Brink, I love that movie. It's a yeah. shit movie. Brink is all rad, all day, every day. No, no way you can deny it. Okay. Brink is all rad. Or even if you want to take it a step further, did you watch that shit movie? in the 2000s maybe 2003 about the best friends who want to go become pro skateboarders as they go on a cross road trip 
Ooh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a scene where they're at their shitty motel and they clean this bowl out and they finally get it clean so they do a fucking sick sesh in the bowl. And I'm pretty sure Trapped Headstrong plays. I'm pretty right. sure or or, no, or it's either that or the ending the ending competition is is Trapped Headstrong. My point is this. I love Rad. Because to me, I see the, the 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 lineage of movies that I respect so much, right? When I watch Rad, I, I see Johnny Tsunami in this movie. I see Brink, right? I go, these are my jams. I love this shit. Mm. I see predecessors. If if listen, Zach, I'll, I'll put it to you this way so you can understand because you're a roller coaster person. And you guys don't understand this kind of stuff. But I'll break I'll break it down to you. I, you know what? I'm really sick of you trying to dis dis my. But people. I'll I'll break I'm it down really, for you, dude. I'm really over this. Listen, if Martin Scorsese looks back at Citizen Kane as being inspiration, then we know that Brink looks back at Rad. It's the same thing. I'm saying what I'm trying to say, this Zach, is that Rad is equivalent to Citizen Kane. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I definitely got what you were putting down. And I picked it up. I think in every way, it's exactly the same. I mean, they're basically the same movie, yeah. Yeah. I would agree I think, with that. And you can, Citizen Kane, whoever, the, Rosebud, whatever. You know? Rosebud. It's, the same, it's, it's definitely, the it, his bike, his bike is a Rosebud. I get it. I don't get, bro, how you did enjoy this movie. I will say that I really enjoyed the racing portion. I enjoyed, like, the last, like, 30 to 35 minutes once they did the like the qualifying races and they got like the main race and I was like okay, I'm in there. I think I really disliked the first forty to forty five minutes. I mean half the movie. Yeah, basically. Because this movie, the movie. This, it's a solid ninety. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a solid ninety two minutes. It really it gets the it gets right on the cusp. I I don't know, man. This movie's so fun to me. I I think there are bits that I like. I like the paperboy route because I like the progression in that. He gets faster. Mm-hmm. It's his goal, clearly. He wants to get that under time. He's at his lowest point after he is discouraged from joining the race by evil businessman who keeps changing the rules, which should be illegal that he keeps changing the rules so goddamn much. Everybody knows he's changing the rules, but nobody is like, hey, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he decides to do his paper route one last time, breaks his record. I'm like, okay, it's good character development. But then there's other shit that doesn't make any sense, like him running from the cop that has no payoff later on, and all the stuff with Lori Laughlin does not matter. But my, my question to you this is, why do you, why do you want to matter in this kind of movie? Because I have to watch it. If I watch it, I want it to matter, especially when I spend 30 minutes with Lori Laughlin's uh-huh. character. I want that to matter, and it really didn't. I didn't care about her or his relationship with sure. her at all. So why, if you watch Airbud, it doesn't matter. Because Air... I care about the relationship between the him and Airbud the dog. can play basketball. But Airbud eats pudding. Can physically play basketball, and no one and, he and no one just kicks him. He hits it with his nose, and you know what? And I'm no one just it. kicks him because reality on D. When we when we okay. He, Okay, first of all, well, how, how are you not – how are you okay with the fact that he wipes out and definitely should have lost that race, but then the main person lets him catch oh, no, up? No, no, no. no, that's bullshit. Question, he should have lost. The thing is that I – if the person had raced, 
like he wanted uh-huh. to race, then there, no, then crew should not have won because you, the guy was already Zach. way ahead of him. The only reason that there was even close was because he but stopped. You're questioning that. I don't question because I know the kind of movie that I'm watching. I'm watching an <laughs> 80s movie where the hero wins. But that writing is such bullshit. There's no reason he should have won. Yeah, exactly. It's an 80s movie where the hero nice. wins. I know what I'm getting into. I know when I watched last. I, I know when I watched last Starfighter. He's gonna come home and he's gonna get the girl. It's last Starfighter, and I love that movie. I love that movie too. I know in a Karate Kid, he's gonna fucking beat him and win and beat Johnny Lawrence. And he's gonna go home and win. Yeah, but then he also gets his leg swept, which lets him win in the end. Yeah, and, but there's no moment remember, like, like that, that in the final race. That movie is two hours long. There's nothing in the final race of Rad. That is like the sweep the leg in Karate Kid. Yeah, there are multiple sweep the legs. Hey, you're not sponsored. You can't race. Ah, oh, shit. That's not a sweep the oh, leg. Bro. That's an obstacle. That's just an obstacle before you he know? even gets in the race. So like, it, it's it, sweep, it is, sweep the leg. That's actual tournament shit. Well, yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's not one v one, so you can't do that. It's it's a, it's a race. So you both the people who are trying to win. You know, like I think you're asking the deep question for a movie that is about biking like it if you want to poke holes in rad it's very easy because it's it's a fucking 80s low budget bike movie she's probably there for four days but yet they're super in love (laughs) well clearly they're together for the rest of time it's a movie about bmx it's a movie about bmx but then you also have the main guys who the main rivals who almost spend no time on their bikes and instead have these weird 80s hot girlfriends yeah. that also tried to seduce the main guy yeah. for no reason. It, dude. They weren't on – it's not like they were on a mission from what the fuck Bart Taylor mm-hmm. or whatever Bart be Taylor. like seduce that guy. Bart Taylor, man. Think about it. Which is a rat name Think for about a rival. It, man. This movie – Crew's a bad name for If you girl. look at this movie through kid eyes, which is what I can do and clearly you can't. I see Maybe. a fun ass movie, bro. Maybe that's my Imagine problem. Imagine you're 12, 1986, Friday night. You see this fucking movie? What's the first thing you do Saturday morning? Going in the garage, grabbing your fucking your mongoose, strapped on the chucks. Strapped on the chucks and definitely try to do one of those weird spins with you, only one. And you're riding, baby, right? You see him fucking Lori Laughlin. Fucking Adrian, you see all this shit. You're you're in it. You're having a great time, right? And it's be- it's at least realistic, right? I can't walk over to my fucking my dog, but hey, Bella, you're a golden retriever. First of all, you can train a dog to do that. My, okay, but here's the thing, right? You fall off your bike, you get back up, you can win the race. Now, is it plausible? It's definitely not as plausible, but it's possible, right? But listen, Airbud. Might be effective if everybody hit a hundred percent of the time. One hundred. I'm talking about from the field goal, from the three point line up in the paint. A hundred percent of the time, Air Bud gets the fucking basket. But when you're coming down after that point on D, you have four bodies because Air Bud don't play D. What's Air Bud doing? Shitting, peeing, walking around. <laughs> Can't do shit. What's Air Bud gonna do on defense? Right. So you're playing one man down on defense. 
that he may score 100% of the time, but now you got five incoming. And that guard is looking for every pick and roll, passing to the fucking power forward. You have Michael Jordan on that motherfucker, right? What's Airbud doing? Nothing. Because Airbud, they don't mm. show Airbud playing defense, right? Any Airbud mm. movie, Airbud never plays defense. Airbud's a fucking LeBron James. Airbud's a fucking James Arden. They don't play defense, right? But in Rad, crew, character progression. Mm. Time, trial, I win it. Girl, I get it. Sponsorship, got it. Somehow. Second writer in my team, even though for the whole movie he's a dickhead, but been our best friends. Hey, that's 80s, that's 80s as shit, bro. Yeah, that five second 80s as shit, bro. End it with a fucking song from the beginning with a bunch of dudes on a fucking flat ground. Yes. Just and, with dudes that are not even the main guys. And just just, just because guy you didn't like the movie, I'm I'm almost so tempted to make you watch fucking Gleaming the Cube next week instead of Mortal Kombat. Dude, first of all, we're not gonna do that because we're definitely gonna watch Mortal Kombat. So fine, we'll both watch it. I won't even talk about it. I'm like, yeah, it was fine. All right, Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> just like fucking not even not even go into it. I would be so de- I would feel so de- betrayed that you would do to that make to me. you watch another fucking skateboarding movie from the eighties or a sports movie from the eighties. First 80s. of all, I don't know why you think I'm just gonna hate this skateboard movie just because I did. I'm not the biggest fan of. I think you like because it, it has Tony Hawk in it. I mean, I'm already there. You know, has the lead singer from the Aquabats is in it. It's a great movie, but I just think that you know, I think you should sleep on it and then watch it again tomorrow. That's why I think. Maybe I'll sleep on. I think it. sleep on it because I've I've watched Miami Connection so many times, and that movie blows. Friends, yeah, but I get happy watching that movie. I get very happy watching that movie, like every single time. Never once do I go, man, this movie fucking sucks. I go, man, this is an awesome movie. This is a heartfelt, fun, wholesome movie that ends in bloodshed. Right? When I think about fucking Miami Connection, dude, I think about my dad was black American. I laugh so hard. Right? My mom was Korean. Korean. My dad, black American. I love it. And and Rad is in the same realm. Where it's like, it's a low-budget movie. It's goofy as shit. It's stupid. There's no way people will give a shit about BMX this much. But it's fun. And it's fun through a kid's eyes. A kid would love this movie. If I was fucking 12 in 1986 and saw this shit, dude, I would be all day loving this movie, bro. It's how I felt about Brink. How I felt about Johnny Tsunami. How I felt about all that shit as a kid. You know? Where when you're a kid, like... Think about when you were a kid, right? Okay, I'll give you a perfect example, Zach. To end the... Did you say everybody? To, air the, to, to end the episode, I'll end it with this. Okay. Think back to the first time you saw TMNT 1. Not 2, but 1. What was the coolest shit about TMNT 1? What was the coolest shit? Yeah. When they fucking invaded their apartment complex and they had to fucking fight. And they were in the fighting in April's apartment and then Raphael was fighting on the roof. He was doing his fucking okay. dope-ass shit. And then they were also skateboarding through the sewers. So you're shit, telling dude. me... And I'll, I, I know I'm going to be right here, and you're going to think that you're going to agree with me when I say this. Because you're going to remember when you were a kid. 
when they track them back to the foot heads headquarters and those kids are in that warehouse fucking having a blast skateboarding, eating pizza, spending money, playing arcade machines. Was that not smoking was cigarettes? That not fucking cool. I mean, it was did you not really go? Fucking... Oh, this is the, this is fucking paradise for kids. Yeah. How fucking believable was that? Zach, that a fucking old Japanese guy is just fucking giving fucking kids who are pickpocketing people in New York City pizza and fucking arcade games and they're just fucking hanging out. It's more believable no, than no, Lauren no, Lockman no, 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 no. no, it's super unbelievable, but it's but as a kid you're like, this is fucking sweet because it hits on that fucking kid shit, dude. You would you would fucking give I remember being a kid being like, I would give anything. To fucking be a Foot Clan ninja right now. If I could just fucking go, live in this warehouse, eat pizza with my bros, play fucking Turtles in Time in the fucking arcade cabinet. Dude, I can't wait for that new Turtles. That's why I would love. And Rad gives me that feeling of happiness that I felt watching that fucking redheaded white kid from TMNT One. I don't remember his name. The fucking redheaded kid. I don't, his name doesn't matter. He's just a redheaded white kid who steals from his yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll even give you a better example before we end. Do you not remember okay. how it felt when in Power Rangers the movie, when Ivan Ooze takes all the parents away and the kids are like, yo, we're fucking making milkshakes in the fucking... How fucking cool was that, bro? That was no pretty parent, rad. Exactly, it was rad. No fucking parents. Fuck God parents. Right? Fuck parents, this is the fuck coolest shit, yeah. No shakes in the house, baby. Right? It was fucking awesome. Right? And then that movie also ends on a reality note. No, dad, don't. Don't go over the cliff, dad. No, don't do it, no. Dad, don't. And then dad's like, huh, what's up, what? Jacob, where the fuck his name is. Right? So, I think you need to find your magic. I, I recommend watching some Disney Channel movies. But, I mean, if you don't have the happiness in you anymore, I can't help you. So, be, Zach, any, yes. any final thoughts on Rad uh, or anything else you want to say before we end the podcast for the week? It's fine. <laughs> it's a fine movie. Hey, that's why, that's why I always say, man, it's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. <laughs> you know. Well, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you back next week. Where we, I think next week we'll do more combat. I'm pretty sure it's when it comes out next week. Um, yeah, I think it comes out the 23rd. Yeah. So I think it's the 23rd or 26th, right? One of the two? Uh, I think it's definitely the 23rd. Because I think it's that Friday. Okay. Double check real quick while we're on the pod. I'll double check. Hold double on, check on the pod so we can, we can call it. Okay. Mortal Kombat 2021. Does not Kong come oh. on a fucking Wednesday? I think Kong did, but. I feel like that might have been like a holiday thing or something like that. I don't know. Um, that's not right. What did you say? 31st? 29th? Oh, it said the 16th. That's not right. That's not if right. If it was right, I'd be, I'd be, hey, fuck off, Zach. I'm watching it tonight. No. Friday, Friday the 23rd. Okay, cool. All right. So next week, oh, Friday. I'll watch it. I'll watch it in the morning. So All right. Next week, Mortal Kombat. 2021. Yes. Um, I'm going to rewatch the first two just to have them. You don't okay. have to if you don't want to, Zach, obviously, but I know that I'm going to because I want to see 
I'll probably watch at least the first one. Yeah, because yeah. the first movie, dude, bro, I had the biggest crush on Sony as a kid. Oh, that Sony was the Ooh. biggest crush on Sony Ooh. as a kid. So uh, I'm happy to rewatch that. Thanks, guys, for watching. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you back next yes. week on License the Rad. Uh, to you guys later. <laughs>